Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. All right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 200, and I hope 41. I didn't even check with you, Matt. I hope that's good. Hold your applause until the end again. The new voice of British wrestling, the magnificent one. I got Bruno San Martino with me, and also the old voice of the Blade Job podcast, the Hall of Famer, and the former member of the Undisputed Era, Bobby Nish. How are you doing, guys? I liked Bobby Nish. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, and I've been slowly thinking of naming puns so someday i can ask due to the introduction i'm getting there mm. matt you're harder because graham's already stole a lot of them oh um, you have no problem syncing them ones for matt like i thought at some point it would be difficult it, it's not it never is i i do, I do. out already i'm, I'm really I, struggling for you ryan I do love the fact you call me bruno san mattino that's massive praise i'll take that to the bank I knew you'd like a, a big name like that, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out, because you teased it a couple of weeks ago, um, who the one is that you're dreading that I will use. I have no idea who that is. I guess at some point I'll go through a name that you hate, and uh, or if I stop doing this, you'll tell me who it was. But I have no idea. I've been racking my brain to think of which wrestler well, do you hate that I could put Matt in there, and I well, can't think. Well, I'll happily say it, Graham, so you can't use it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, see Matt Punk. Oh, I would never have done that. Really? No. I was actually, it's funny because I knew it. As soon as you said it, I was like, he's going to, it's going to be a CM Punk joke. Yeah, absolutely. I always pick something that rhymes with Matt in case you hadn't noticed, but okay. I was a big fan of, of, uh, Metallia Neidhart. <laughs> yes. I, I, was, I, I, I popped for that one a little bit. <laughs> that was quite funny to be fair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How was your week, Graham? Uh, expensive. <laughs> um, now I'm back. Now I'm back in. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, trying to take, and now I'm on holiday. Of course, I'm trying to take care of all the things that need uh, taking care of. And I didn't actually realize it was going to be as expensive as it was. Um, I knew my phone needed replacing. It's it's like four and a half years old. It it was always something that needed replacing. That actually wasn't expensive. My father-in-law actually gave us a phone over the holidays and said, "Hey, if this is a starter phone for Jackson, we could do that." It's not. It's my phone. So I, I took care of that. And then Tuesday morning, I took my car because I knew it needed brakes, only to find out it needed three and a half thousand dollars worth of work, which was uh, not worth it for a car of that value. So, um, no, I'm a new car owner as well. And um, the surprising cost was Wednesday. Um, I got my eyes checked, which I haven't done in four plus years, mainly because of COVID. And the prices of glasses are absolutely ridiculous now. It's, abs it's, it's insane. It's just total nonsense. Um, and that was even having insurance as well, which reduced the figure somewhat uh, of course being old i got um bifocals and i got the special tint at, at the end i was just like whatever like just add it in there put that special coating on if i'm paying that much for glasses anyway you might as well throw in another hundred dollars on top so uh expensive week but took care of some business and uh hey it's where it goes where it goes how about you matt it's been not too bad not too bad i guess um I'm sort of spinning your wheels a little bit away from my exams. Um, um, it's first one is eight. It's August first, so oh, wow. um, 
my final exam. I thought you'd already taken it. My maths and English, yeah. Oh, okay. That I had to do that to take my final exams. Oh, without okay. maths and English, you can't sit your exams. Gotcha. Um, with my exams, with my chef's exams. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, so I've got me. I've got multiple choice questions um, on the first, and then on the tenth, I've got my in person observation followed by my professional discussion. Uh, basically, means that I know what I'm talking about. I guess um, multiple questions. If you get above a twenty-four, I think it's twenty-two for pass, above a twenty-six for distinction. When I took my mock, I was. Huh? Percent. What? No, out of 30. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Out of 30. It's a pretty no, low standard. No. Um, when I took my mock, I was the first person my mentor had ever had. He's been doing it 26 years to get a perfect score. Oof. So, high hopes. High hopes. But, yeah. but you know, a mock doesn't compare to the real thing, obviously. Eh, it's a good approximation. Yeah, yeah. So I've been a little bit on that side of things. Um, aside from that, I um, I'm putting some things together behind the scenes, ready for trip to Florida, and also for when we um launch the volley, um, in a few weeks' time as well. Which Graham, of course, you are welcome to come and join as a guest at some point, or at least hop in the chat. Uh, for people who don't know, that's your new podcast about volleyball, right? Ryan, how was your week? You know, uh. Little okay, little little not so okay. Yeah, it was it was fine. Went to the went to the doctor. They stole my blood for experiments. Um, they uh, he let me guess my weight before he weighed me. Never was. Uh oh yeah, no, I was way under, and I was I thought I was overshooting, so that sucked. Um, but it is what it is. I'm I'm making the strides to. To take care of it. So, yes, yeah. I even gave and even I even gave you some advice about about a good book to get recipe wise. Did I'm very excited. It has shipped, but obviously since it's coming from the UK, it's going to take some time. Um, but it's currently scheduled, I think, for the first week of August to show yeah. up. Uh, so I'm excited for that. So I've just been kind of redoing my own recipes and just making them healthier uh, for the time being. Um, trying out some new things too today. I. Uh, I don't know if we got any shrimp fans here. Y'all like shrimp? I've never had shrimp. Okay, I'm, I'm a big shrimp fan. Don't uh, give me that look, Greg. Do you yeah. know how fucking expensive they are in the UK? Yeah, and and, and honestly, never we... have had it. No, it, it's expensive now, but to never have had it as a chef, I've I've never had it because I always had this psychological fear of what it tastes like ever since my dad served me undercooked scampi when I was a youngster. So it's a psychological thing, but since I had since COVID, my palate has changed for the better. I like more stuff now. Okay, so I, I, I kind of noticed that too after I had COVID. Like my mm. my taste buds definitely adjusted. Um, yeah. Luckily, I didn't stop liking anything, so that no, was positive. Opposite, opposite yeah. for me. I've, I've liked more things. Yeah, which is great. Now I eat so, cheap now, for example, which I didn't so eat. This before. is. Uh, this is what I, I, I did today. It's, it's, a, it's a recipe I do all the time. I've just kind of healthified it a little mm. bit. Uh, marinate some shrimp in some low-sodium teriyaki, a little bit of sesame oil. Just marinate that up. Uh, red bell pepper and broccoli. Mm -hmm. you know, for that, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
fry that up, then cook the shrimp and use the sauce from the marinade with the vegetables to get some flavor in there. And then here's the trick for anyone out there who's trying to cut some, maybe cut a couple LBs, but you know, you like, you like things. Egg white noodles are high in protein and high in fiber and they taste just like regular pasta. So I'm a big egg noodle fan. So I used uh, these little uh, egg white noodle uh, stir fry noodles. And then the sauce that I usually make, I just kind of cut out some of the sweetness of it. Um, and it's really just, uh, what do we got in there? Sesame oil, a uh, little low sodium uh, teriyaki, uh, low sodium soy sauce, and then a teaspoon of hoisin. Mix that all up. A little bit of... Uh, hoisin, Graham, not poison. Oh, yeah, hoisin. Uh, a little bit of uh, onion powder, a little bit of garlic powder. Mix that all I'm up. sorry. And then- drizzle it on the top fry it up real quick it it came out fantastic i'm very happy with it um but for again for everyone out there it's all about portion control it's all about portion control don't eat like a fat ass like i do eat a bowl of it and then stop (laughs) i'm really hungry right now (laughs) yeah you ain't kidding to answer your question prawns though Mm. again same fear it's the same thing isn't it it's yeah, the same fear uh, I had because of a yeah. scampi. So it's on me for not trying it sooner. But given that we're going to be going to Disney World and they've got the, the World the world um, Showcase at Epcot doing their food and wine festival, it's a good way of trying it on the cheap. So I might try that oh, one. Did you say it was $49.99 last week? <laughs> I won't call that on the cheap. And Matt, that, that is, the, oh, oh, that oh, is the perfect area to, to try shrimp. Just because mm. Gulf shrimp is really, it's not fishy. It's sweet almost. It's right. it's really good. Right. Two things. One, Grand, the pipe is like a point. Okay. For an audio <laughs> podcast. It's, 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 for, it's also to put you off and it's, it's working a treat. Uh, the other thing is that was a, that was a specific sit-down restaurant price, oh, Grand, okay. for all you can eat. Okay. When you eat around the World Showcase, you pay about $5 or okay. something. I, so I just assumed the pipe was just an oral fixation, personally, but hey, I just wanted to clarify what was going on there. No, um, yeah, I forgot it... to mention, actually, last week as well, oh, I think I forgot to mention, my new favourite food of all time. I've heard multiple people talk about this. So once I got to England, I was like, i got to try this. And Mason tried it as well, absolutely loved it. Salt and pepper chips. It's amazing. Yes. Absolutely amazing. Thing now. You've never had that before? Well, uh, I'm so wondering if you're misunderstanding what that actually is. If you're thinking no, it's just fries. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know, I understand. I'm I'm talking to some uh, some Brits here. I understand what a chip is, but still, you've never had that. <laughs> Are you? T- it's not just salt and pepper on chips. If that's what you're thinking. No, it's, 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 all, it's all like said. properly done like that. Yeah, it's all properly like. Does it still have like? I, I know, uh, I know, you folks like to put uh like a uh, malt vinegar on your chips as well. Not personally, but. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that. But well, no, what else is to... on it, Graham? What else is on it? Uh, it's got like Matt. You can correct me if I miss anything. I think it's uh, green peppers, red peppers. There was jalapenos on there as well. Um, I'm struggling yep. to remember if the... was that it. I think that's basically it. Um, but that's the base. You, you can make yourself like alterations, but that's the base. Yeah, it's good. It's really, really it, it almost. Good. It almost sounds like uh, you Brits were like, well, what if we kind of took like the concept of like nachos. Okay. But made it with chips instead and um, without cheese. Uh, my dude is best poutine. That's, That's not, not poutine. poutine. 
Poutine. Like poutine. Poutine is basically what you described there. No, I did not describe gravy. And cheese. And cheese. Mm, cheese curds, specifically. I don't see a lot of gravy on poutine nowadays. Well, That's not poutine, then. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Come up to the New England and then go up to Canada and you say that to someone, they will politely kick your ass. <laughs> it's always polite in Canada. It's always polite in Canada. No, here here in New England, because obviously a lot of that Canadian, you know, kind of trickles down into New England, which I'm super happy about because I've loved poutine since I was I was a, a youngster. Um, it's it's rare, like not everywhere serves it. There's a great pizza place uh, near where I used to live that had a really fantastic poutine. Unfortunately, cheese curds are harder to keep, so they did use mozzarella. But honestly, it worked. You know, it was good. And the gravy was good. Um, It wasn't overly salty. Really fantastic. But uh, yeah, we're not as polite here. Now, bearing in mind... I was going to ask a question about Canada as well that I, once again, just forgot about until it came up. While I was in England, I noticed that one of my, I I don't like Starbucks. I I can't stand Starbucks. I I never go to Starbucks at all. The only coffee place that I will ever go to is uh, Tim Hortons. And that's normally, if I'm in, if I'm in Canada, guaranteed, I'm going to Tim Hortons. And if you're in Northern America, I'm not sure if it goes down as far as Massachusetts, uh, Ryan, I'm sure you'll tell me in a minute, but certainly if I'm in Northern Pennsylvania or New York, you're going to get them as well. I saw they had some in England. I can't remember where it was that I saw it, so I'm not sure if it's in your area, Matt. It might have been just when I was in London, and it might have been for the American stroke Canadian tourists. I don't know. But that was something I was going to ask you about as well, but totally forgot about. Oh, but Tim Hortons? Yeah. I do believe Tim Hortons is over here, but I haven't seen it. I've got to be honest. Uh, the nearest one to us here is uh, is Ipswich, which is about 30 miles away. I wouldn't say Ipswich is a particularly big town, though. So the fact that it's even at a place like Ipswich, to me, is surprising. Because I'm going to guess you have no idea who Tim Horton is. The coffee man. Well, he is now, but that's not what he's famous for. He's a, well, he's a former hockey player. Is this the same is this the same as the bloody... Is this the same as the Colonel? No. Well, no well, what? Are you talking about Colonel Sanders? Yeah, because he wasn't in... He didn't do a chicken thing until he retired. Oh, well, okay. So it's like a secondary business. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? I thought you were asking it as a former retired sports person. <laughs> One could argue what was a sport. One could argue. Um, and, and Graham, to, to answer my side of the question, I don't know of any in Massachusetts. Okay. Um, however, there's one in uh, kind of middle Connecticut. It's in Weathersfield, Connecticut. There's a Tim Hortons that I used to go to. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big Tim Hortons fan. I do. Their coffee is good. I mean, who doesn't love some Tim Bits? Yeah, you know, um, delicious. I will. I will just ask, how many do you think there are in the UK? Oh, I'm, I'm well, going I'm with already more than I was surprised. If you'd have asked me like a month ago, how many do I think are in England? I would have said zero, categorically, or I might have said two, just on the off chance there's some in London. Uh, but having seen it a couple of times, I don't know. Let's go with fifteen. Well, by the end of this year, 2023, there will be a hundred and five. Wow. 40 stores are opening this year. So it was 65 uh, in November last year. Oh, my gosh. So that's probably why it came up. I was None thinking. in London. Really? So I had, it, Until this year. It wasn't Until in this year. I saw it then. Huh. I wonder where I was when I saw it then. No, until it this year, Grant. It may have, may have been okay. by the time you were here. So. Wow. wow. Shocking. I'm thinking it's mainly in Massachusetts, then. It's Duncan, right, Ryan? Yeah. No, that's... I mean... So if I leave my house and I want to drive to the highway, 
I and 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 so I get to the main road, Thompson Road. And in the quarter mile it takes me to get to the highway, not even a quarter mile, it's probably like 500 yards. Uh, I passed two Dunkin' Donuts. And if I go in the other direction, there's two more. <laughs> That's insane. I'm not, no, it's, 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 it's honestly, it's an infestation. They're <laughs> everywhere. Um, I mean, I like Dunkin' Donuts for the most part. You know, I'm not a, I don't, I don't much care for their hot coffee. Um, I like their iced coffee more. Um, and I typically only stop if I'm getting like a breakfast sandwich or something, just something quick so okay. I can just get on the road and go. Um, but I'm a I'm a big iced coffee fan with just a little bit of cream and then maybe uh maybe a single single serving of liquid sugar, just if I'm feeling sweet. Mm. We I've never had a Tim Hortons personally. Um never had a chance to. Um I've had the um pleasure of having Joffrey's because at um at Disney World because that's what they have there. Um I'm looking forward to trying the cheeseburger uh, spring rolls at Disney World, um, which are li- which are rumored to be absolutely delicious, but I've never had a chance to try them because every time I've been I've been there, I've never had them on. They rotate them out, which brings me up to something, Graham, that you were mentioning on Twitter today or a couple of days ago, which is going out about beef nuggets. Uh huh. Okay. Now this is from somebody posting. Why do we not have? meats in other forms of nuggets sort of thing. Why is it just chicken nuggets? Hmm? You do it, Graham. Well, Ryan's kind of suggested you do it the Chinese as well, but I just don't. Well, no, we do, Graham, because um, it, granted, it's not always with batter on, but um, little things we call meatballs, for once. For one. A meatball is not a nugget. No, what is it? A nugget's got to be breader than deep fried. No, 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 okay, no, no, no. well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then is is hold on. I I need the I need the chef opinion and I need the Graham opinion. Um, <laughs> it, even though it is larger, is beef Wellington a nugget? <laughs> no, no, because there's no because there is no batter involved. It's it's a pastry though. No, 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 no. Pastry that that will technically make it a pasty. Yeah. The fuck? There's a difference. Uh, that would technically make it a an, an extremely elaborate Cornish pasty. Okay, I need you because I, I know all chefs know each other. I need you to ask Gordon about this because obviously he's famous. If I knew Gordon, he'll be working on this fucking show. <laughs> his language. Welcome. welcome. I'll be on. The, I'll be on the F word with him. So, but but, but to. You know, I feel like there are plenty of other variations of Graham. What you're calling a nugget, I feel like I've seen them plenty of places. Uh, I, I have mean... seen other versions of the Wellington. To be fair, but to be fair, because it is done in pastry, no, anything in pastry cannot be classed as a nugget. No, yeah, I would agree with that. It does say. I just looked it up because I didn't do it beforehand. The fact that it says a nugget is a small chunk of meat. Nowhere does it mention that it's got to be breaded. Nowhere does it mention exactly. Right. Now, so the reason tips. I sent it to you though was probably not for the reason that you thought. The reason I sent it was I was surprised that everybody who this person had suggested to that you have a beef nugget, they sound like they were repulsed by the idea. Like to me, that doesn't sound like a ridiculous idea. That was why it was interesting to me. But it I knew delicious. you'd have something to add to this. Well, I can give a reason why they probably think that. Uh, beef sometimes can go well when it's cut that small, and when you fry beef like that, 
it can go tough very, very quickly. And therefore, it can be very inedible at times. Plus, most of these people will have, have tried doing like the fondues and things, and that that is not nice that way. Matter of people I've seen, something I saw, I generally seen the video on on YouTube or something at some point. Remember it very vividly. Someone cut this beautiful fillet steak into small pieces, about nugget sized, and just dropped it in a deep fat fryer. And they literally took it out 15 minutes later because they assumed that they did all the math for it, Graham, apparently, allegedly. And they said, like, well, it takes this long in the oven. So if you divide by this, it'll be 15 minutes. Oh, God. Surface not area. Deep frying even works. Surface area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were clearly high or something at the time. Uh, hey. I, I, I apologize to everyone who may be high right now. Um, or not, or has been in the past, or maybe in the future. But the fact of the matter is that they clearly were not of sound mind. There you go. Because right. you don't do it to a fucking fillet steak. Now, I knew that you'd have your opinion as a chef, but I was more interested in the opinion of the younger generation. So <laughs> while we were driving uh, today, I talked to my boys and asked them, and Jackson actually came up with a good idea. He said, what about a pork nugget? See that would be that would be inexpensive as well. That would work equally as well as a chicken nugget, wouldn't it? Problem is, is that pork and chicken, um, the temperature you cook them to, although you'd think it'd be the right one, um, the temperature it cooks to cooks too faster sometimes. So just in the cooking time for it, if you're battering it as well, the batter may be overcooked or undercooked compared to a chicken nugget for that cooking time. It's so. While in concept, that's a great idea, there is very much a reason why you, we don't have them like that. That's the reason why we have pork meatballs, for example, because it's a different kind of cooking process required for it. You get sweet and sour pork, so I think that's, I guess that's close, right? Hey, sweet and sour pork, yeah, but again, that's not, that's not, that's not fried. It's not? No, it's not deep fried. From our Chinese over here, it is. It's and Sid, don't deep fry it. Ryan, help me out here. If you go to the Chinese, it's here. It's 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 prepared much like a uh, like a chicken finger with a, a similar breading and deep fried. And surprisingly, we don't have it like that over here. You're fucking up recipe, mate. Well, here here's the surprising thing: is the first time I tried uh, sweet and sour pork, I was like, "This is going to be dry and disgusting," and it really wasn't. It was very juicy and tender. I was shocked. Okay, America. I don't yes. care if I get cancelled for this, okay? America, stop battering your fucking sweet and sour pork. Hey, don't blame, don't, hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta, you gotta start a whole immigrant thing if you want to talk about this. Happily. So, so you gotta, for some reason, you gotta talk to the Vietnamese because a lot of the Chinese restaurants are run by Vietnamese people. I don't understand why. And I say that. That's with not all... Chinese food then. No, because it's Chinese food done in American style. Because nothing. Well, is Vietnamese. Real. That's not. That's as far as Chinese as I am. And 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 I say that, but honestly, it was uh one Chinese restaurant near me uh was run by a Vietnamese family, and they were the sweetest fucking people in the world. Maybe and they so, were, but it still did it wrong. Well, I'm not even. They weren't even the ones preparing it this way. But this is like this is nationwide. Matt, you need to understand this is not like a regional thing. This I is haven't country got wide. Ryan, Ryan, I yes. love you dearly, my brother, but I yeah. haven't got the sins left today to start drinking. 
Listen, I was blamed both on Twitter and in our private message about how I'm the one who derails the show and causes it to be so long. Yet, there's been a discussion started by Graham about coffee and about poutine and about beef nuggets and about fucking, I don't know, he has a new car or something. Like, my introduction was, oh, I went to the doctors. I'm going to try to lose some weight. Here's a cool recipe. And then I was done. But, like, here we are talking about uh, beef nuggets. Um, I Graham. figured that it would be something that... I, I can kind of know where Matt's uh, pressure points are or where, what's going to get a little response from him. And uh, I figured that would be something that would get more than a minute of material. But, hey, I think I think that's that's all we got time for this week, right? All right, guys, we'll see you next week. We're out of here. Oh, oh, perhaps, oh, sorry, we still got some segments left, right? Should we do some good cop moments, guys? Let's do that. We did better than last week, though. That was under 30 minutes for the show. I think what I and am going to do, though, is crack as well. <laughs> going forward for the episode notes, and this is staying in, for the episode notes, I will actually mention when the episode officially starts. So people who don't want to hear the nonsense and just want to hear the wrestling talk can just go straight to the wrestling talk. I think I will do that as a service to our listeners for people that want to hear the proper stuff. It, it is actually Good Cop, Bad Cop, a wrestling podcast, but hey. Let's see. All right, Ryan, what you got as your main Good Cop moment for this week, then? Why are we starting with me? But, All right, no, it's it's fine. I'm just I'm just curious, like because I have multiple anymore. things, and if you steal mine, I can just go with something else. Whereas oh, you well, just have one thing, so we can we can change uh, the order on a weekly basis if you like. I'm okay with that. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Um, so my good cop for this week was Slammiversary. Beginning to end. Just a great show. I mean, I, I'm in this unfortunate situation where I can't watch Impact Weekly. Um, I just, uh, I use YouTube TV and we don't get access on it. So I just, I can't, I can't watch it. Um, but I always obviously keep up with it. Um, and like the main good cop moment from the show to me was Scott Demore's mystery partner being fellow Team Canada member Eric Young which I popped so hard when EY walked out. So I've loved him ever since he was, you know, back in the day TNA, even when he was wearing like the brightly colored Speedos and getting married to ODB. It was just good, solid wrestling content. And I, that was a fantastic tag match. Yeah, thank you, jerks. And uh, no one can see what they're saying to me. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's a plural jerk directly at Graham. I, I, I apologize, Matt. That came out wrong. Anyways, uh, Slammiversary was a fantastic show. It was a perfect length. Um, they didn't have uh, any massive issues. No injuries, as far as I can tell. Um, and uh, it was a, it was a heck of a show. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Now, I did not pay for it, but I did um, go onto YouTube because I saw somebody posted highlights, and I think it was about it was about an hour and ten minutes or something like that. And I'd already heard that you talked about the fact that you were watching Slammiversary Live, so I, I went to the trouble of what I, I would normally watch. If I see highlights for Impact pay-per-views, I'll normally go watch them, because there's a lot of stuff in there that I like, but I'm not paying the money for watching it and same sort of thing i thought it was a i thought it was a solid show um one of those enjoyable ones to watch probably a few too many title changes for me personally it, um, it was a little strange how many titles did change hands 
Um, especially because I'm trying to figure out, um, at least in my brain, what's going on with Chris Saban. Because Chris Saban is a guy who has been a workhorse for 20 years. And all of a sudden, he literally jobs out and gets squashed by Leo Rush. Like, it was a 30-second match. It was, you know, Leo attacks him before the bell, hits his finisher twice, and he's new X Division champion. And I was just, I'm assuming he's injured. I'm assuming Saban's injured and he needs time off, so he just needed to drop the belt. Um, I don't know. I hadn't seen anything about it uh, at time of recording. But, you know, overall, uh, I thought it was a good show. Uh, but there were quite a few title changes. I would say Impact's normally pretty good at announcing when there's injuries. Like, I'm thinking back to Josh Alexander when he dropped his title. They announced, hey, look, I'm injured, blah, blah, blah. I can't defend. Same with Mickey James. They're normally pretty good at trying to just, yeah. I'm injured, I can't defend a belt anymore, and then they'll set it up so they can have a new title. They'll fight, figure out who's going to be the number one and number two contender. and have. So they're normally pretty good at doing that. One question I wanted to ask you, because I didn't know this. Um, was, did you know that Nick Aldis's contract was up with Impact? Because if I'd have known that going into that match, then, you know, oh, well, Nick Aldis is obviously not winning this. How is his match. contract up? He just signed. Well, that's what I thought. They obviously record ahead of time for certain things, but... Uh, no, but I, it, he, on... he debuted on a pay-per-view, so he debuted live. I guess, and it I was guess so, yeah. Only a couple of a months ago. It could just be a short-term contract. Yeah. To me, it seemed kind of short as well. Um, I know I was in England for nearly a month, so I'm going to guess he's been with Impact for probably at least three months then. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds about right, because I think it was... not uh, a three-year deal, yeah. Three-month three, three deal, sorry, three-month deal. And that's interesting to me. Um, I My assumption was Mickey was going to extend her contract, and that's why he was signing, too, so they could work together for, yeah. I think, the first time. I think she did a little stuff with the NWA, but not not a, not a ton to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but maybe with her like really kind of calling it quits right now, he was just like, maybe I should actually go home and spend time with my family. Yeah, like who knows? I don't know. I actually don't even know where they live. I don't know if they're. I'm assuming they're U.S. based because he's been in on NWA for a long time. So I'm assuming they're not commuting back to England or anything. If it's not Richmond, Matt, and you know the answer, please don't tell me because I have that bubble in my head. That's kind of I imagine Mickey James living just down the road from me, kind of. So if it's not if it's not that, and you know it's not that, just don't just don't say anything. I could tell you, Graham, if you want me to. Well, having given you the caveat that I just have, if you want to tell me that she lives in Richmond, that's fine. No. All right. She's in but Norfolk she's... now. Oh, but that's still Virginia then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he's from uh, Norfolk, England, and Norfolk, Virginia is obviously not a million miles. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. Huh. Technically, they're both free agents, I meant. So, mm. and hey, with uh, with Trish getting a big push on WWE television, uh, I'm want to talk about that. I want to talk about it during my uh, speech check a little bit. So I will come back to this in a minute. Because... Uh, I'm going to be talking more impact later as well, so I had to. Okay. Impact, impact, getting a bit of a bit of a push this week is good. It's good, but I want to talk a bit this week about a long-time favorite of ours on this show, Miss Shotzi Blackheart. Miss Shotzi Blackheart. First of all, the stuff she'd been doing on um, stuff she was she'd been doing on uh, on SmackDown has always been good. We've we've always been a fan of Shotzi. We hated it when the tank went missing. We loved it when the tank came back. 
So I'm thinking like that's merch right there. Why not use it? Triple H clearly knows what he's doing. Um, this week, however, on SmackDown, she started shaving her hair off. Now, this obviously plays into her character of being a little bit weird and all that stuff, and it's great, that stuff. There is more to it, though. Graham is nodding. He knows why, clearly. I do. Ryan, do you know why? I do, and I was really pissed off at seeing all the people who were being fucking assholes on the internet before they knew the full story. Exactly. The full story is Shopsy shaved her head. Don't even worked it into the angle. So that's brilliant from WWE's part make, to make it actually make some storyline sense. But she shaved her hair because her sister is dealing with cancer. How fucking awesome is she? Didn't have to do that at all. Didn't have to do that at all. You can still be by someone's side and not shave your hair. She did that to show full solidarity. I'd do the same for one of my siblings. I'd do it for Graham if he if he if if he was unfortunately went through something similar. You yeah, yeah, you that's a just a lifestyle choice, Graham, right? It's not because you're dealing with a medical condition. Um yeah, I mean what more can you say, Shorty Blackheart? I saw that this week and I and I slammed that into a chat and I was like, Yeah, I'm reserving that this week. And I I don't think Graham minded that. I never request things normally. But I saw that and I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a super cop moment. Really, really happy. Really happy cop moment. I think when I first saw you'd reserved it, I was like, yeah, it's a cool moment. And then I saw the story that went with it afterwards. And I was like, oh, well, I'm sure you knew that, which is why you wanted to. Yeah, when you put those two pieces together, it works uh, It works perfectly. But yeah. yeah. And, kudos, and kudos to Triple H for um, finding a way to make it work in the angle. Uh, uh, you'd so- be side. Side kudos as well to uh, uh, Carrying Cross for jumping to her defense and being like, hey, um, so you know why she did that? Here's the GoFundMe for her sister. Why don't you do something useful and help? I think oh. a few of them may have been guilty into that. And if that's the case, then good, then good luck to her. I did not know that. I did not know that side of that. So, that's... so if, if Carrying Cross props to you, so props indeed. I was going to say it'd be pretty bad. You'd be a pretty bad story writer if you couldn't work that angle in, like the fact that she's turned like it was just an easy way to do it. But I don't, I'm not giving that much props to Triple H for that. It's, I mean, you, you got to understand, Graham. There are a lot of bad storytellers in wrestling. I mean, sure. there there was there was an entire executive board and room full of writers who couldn't capitalize on the fact that Mick Foley lost his ear. <laughs> so, an, and there was an entire room full of. Um, writers and people saying yes, Vince, yes, Vince. When Vince wanted to, when someone, when Vince or someone like you wanted to do a storyline of getting his own daughter pregnant. Luckily, that daughter uh, said, Dad, this is fucked up. And then said the same thing when he said, What about your brother doing it then? Yeah. So I, like her. I will give Triple H all the fucking credit in the world for being kind and receptive to this. I like. I, I, I just want to point out that Stephanie went. She went. I'm not doing it with my dad. I'm not doing it with my brother. But I'm pissed off, so I'm doing it with a wrestler. Graham, well, your good cop moment of the week. 
Um, well, considering last episode I hadn't watched any wrestling in a week, I thought I'd probably better make an effort this week and actually watch Thank them. you. Um, I did watch SmackDown. I did watch Raw. Um, but actually, Ryan reminded me of something that I constantly keep forgetting until I check my emails and it says, um, by the way, in the next few days, your Fight TV subscription is up again. It's a rolling monthly one. But I know you mentioned it last week. I was like, oh, I need to go take a look, see what's over there. And my, I had full intention of actually watching some uh, GCW because you know that it's always going to be a good show. You know, he's got the top wrestlers. And actually, as I was looking through, I actually saw something else that caught my eye, so I actually watched this instead. Uh, it was uh, Joey Janela's European Vacation. So I'll just run through some of the matches for you. Uh, Four-way match to begin with, Gringo Loco versus Senza Volto versus Ultima Sombra and Joe Lando. Uh, Gringo Loco I've seen a few times before. That's always a name that kind of was like, yeah, I want to see more of that. Uh, the JCW title match, Jordan Oliver versus MBM. Uh, Jordan Oliver is definitely a favorite of mine. The fact that he had, I think he held the tag team titles over at GCW as well. Um, that's somebody who, if I see a name on the card, that's going to drag me into wanting to watch more of that event. Uh, Tristan Archer versus Nick Wayne. Obviously, we talked about Nick Wayne last week because he made his AEW debut. So I, right now, I haven't seen as many as matches of his as I would like. And it's astonishing the fact that he's, is he 18 yet? Even if he's 18, he's yes. ridiculously so far ahead of the curve. He couldn't he couldn't appear on AEW until he turned it. He turned 18 like two days before his debut. Okay, got it. But yeah, just an in, an insane talent. Um, I kind of think Jordan Oliver was at that a similar age when he was just ridiculously young, but he was putting on matches that were far more than his years suggested he could. And um, the match that really caught my attention was this one. Uh, the Bodies or Hardcore title, three-way match. Uh, Jackson's Numb, who I didn't recognize at all, didn't recognize the name even at all, uh, versus Ali Catch and Ninja Mac. Now, big fan of Ali Catch, obviously, big fan of Ninja Mac. Now, one thing that really surprised me, though, and I guess I could have put this as a bad cop moment if I need to, um, Ali Catch's uh, rating on Cage Match is appalling. Um, the comments that people said about her as well was absolutely, I, I, I thought, shocking. Um, as an entertainer, I, I thought there was a lot of, I know there's a lot of ignorant wrestling fans, um, but I thought she came for a lot of abuse, which I did not think was warranted at all. Um, the singles match towards the end. We know that we like wrestling as like a buffet and we have different types of servings. This is somebody who apparently we haven't seen on our screens in over two years. So I was definitely interested to see what they could do. Uh, Jacob Vadok versus the Invisible Man. And that definitely did not disappoint either. And it all finished up with a title match. Uh, Angle Blanc, I think it is, versus Joey Janela. And I can't really tell you anything about the last match at all. Um, it was to me, it was probably it was the worst match of all. I lost interest. I was playing on my phone, and then suddenly I was like, oh shoot, it's finished. Um, no, great to see. Uh, great to see the the whole event in France. Uh, like we obviously talk mainly about the American and the English experience, but the the French scene in wrestling, I know zero about. And that crowd were going absolutely crazy uh, for what were, for the for the wrestlers there. You get the thing that surprised me more than anything was the fact that the chants are exactly the same. They were doing the English chants, so they were big for Ali, and they were saying "Go, let's go, Ali," which I think they missed an opportunity there. My my French is a little bit weak. I graduated high school thirty years ago, probably within the next week. Um, I thought it should have been Ali, Ali. To me, that sounded way more natural. Than, but hey, that's uh, me picking up on what I thought. Uh, but no, my good cop moment of the week was uh, Joey Janela's European vacation. Side note of that, just because you gave praise to Mr. Gringo Loco. Mm -hmm. uh, he has been pulled uh, from the scramble match on an upcoming wrestling revolver show because they had bigger plans for him. Uh -huh. And he is now performing in a street fight against 
John Moxley. Ooh. And that's a big, you know, when you're an indie guy and they bring in a big TV star and they put you up, that's, that's, that's big, you know, like, yeah, you're, there's a good chance you're, you're doing the job for this person, but that is huge exposure because people are going to pay to see that show because Moxley's on it. There, cool. you know, not everyone, obviously I'm a big wrestling revolver fan. Um, for those who don't know, it's a uh, Sammy Callahan's uh, promotion. Um, so you get a lot of Sammy's friends. So you get JT Dunn, you get Ali Catch. You, you know, you get a lot of those folks on there. Um, but you know, when when someone like you know Moxley is coming in, you know, everyone in that locker room is saying, "I want to wrestle Mox." Like you know, because that that's how that's how you get over. You know, because people are going to have eyes on that match. And I mean, Gringo Loco, to me, already a big star. Like, guy is fantastic, especially because he kind of pulls that Kevin Owens. You look at him and you're like, well, he's kind of a chubby guy. Like, but then he, the way he moves, you're like, holy shit. Uh, Keith Lee, another guy that when I first saw him, I was like, oh, look at this big dude. And then he's doing fucking backflips and shit. I'm like, oh, goddamn. Okay. No, I was wrong. Sorry. Yeah, uh, Matt, were you trying to do give us a clue there? It looked like you were. I'm, I'm getting Lionel Blair vibes from you. I was doing a cat. Ah, uh, okay. In honor of her former gimmick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I saw her, her rating on Cage Match is like four point five, which is ten. Absolutely yeah, morons. stupid. But when I was looking at the comments, like multiple people were giving like one out of ten and zero out of ten. I was like, Are you freaking kidding me? That's great. It's, it's ridiculous. It's 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 honestly, and it, it's something that I've I've no, I've actually I had a conversation about this really recently. That you have these you know armchair wrestling fans, um, and this is uh this is no offense to myself or Matt Graham. I don't know whatever. Um, but they these are guys who can probably rest an entire Christmas ham on their gut. Uh, and then they're talking about how Alley Catch is too fat or how Deanna Parazu is too fat. And I'm like, are you stupid? Because both of these women, A, are gorgeous, like absolutely stunningly beautiful women. And B, you fucking try. Let's see you get off your fucking couch and walk for more than 10 feet before you're tired. You know, like, but I've noticed that a lot lately is. Like there's this really nasty habit of, especially for female wrestlers of if they're not a size zero, they're these hideous, grotesque beings. And it's like, that's not a, everyone's different. You know, you, a, you don't fucking know B they're doing what you can't. So who's in shape here. This is the way true. These all sound like melts of files. Let's not forget that Meltzer, for many, many years, was adding, was basically was judging women's matches based on if they looked fit or not. Um, and let's not forget, of course, that Ali Catch had a lucky escape, some would say, uh, not being with MJF anymore. Um, but um, there's a lot of people out there who probably hate her because she's not with MJF anymore. And that's the case, and that's stupid. But I brought this up with you guys this week, actually, because I was researching a wrestler who's going to be debuting at, at CXW. And Graham said, check on Cage Match, check on Cage Match. I was asking Ryan for the opinion, because the Cage Match reviews were all fucking useless. 
Well, they were you all didn't really give much details in what you wanted, so it was a very. Well, I was talking to Ryan, not to you, mate. It's fine. Find... Well, don't put it in the chat where there's three of us. Against... I couldn't find you Ryan's chat personal... window. You have a personal email message where I you couldn't can find it. Ryan, I... not me. How did I have it? I thought you put it in both because you know I go to indie wrestling. So to, to be fair, I, I I find that cage match is extremely useful to find match cards or where something took place. Um, but it's just like any other message board. It's just a toxic sludge of nonsense. Yes. You can also click on title runs as well, so you can then announce that this person was the, whatever, the ABC title. Ah, that's not always days. accurate. That's not always accurate, because it hasn't got all you of... zip to work on, so it would have been a nice starting point for you, but no, F you. you can, next time you ask, I'll just tell you uh, use Google. I think I okay. Graham, Graham, Google. language, language, sir. <laughs> Don't yes. ever say the G word. Okay. Okay. We'll use Bing here. So the, but, but also, Zach Knight, as in the brother of Soraya, of course, currently holds four world championships. Cage match recognizes none of them. Well, it doesn't have every single company in the world in there. You do realize that. Two of them are big ones, though. Okay. They don't cover everything. All right. We're ready to move on to speed check. Go, ahead. Go for it, Ryan. Oh, geez. Uh, well, um, as, as unpopular as this may be, I am I am going to go with uh, Dominic Mysterio winning his first uh, North American championship. I think it works for the uh, the Judgment Day storyline. Um, you know, having him and Rhea both be champions. It just it it's logical storytelling to me, um, though. I was a little un unhappy that uh, Wesley had to be the one to drop the title, um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Jack Perry versus uh, Hook for the FTW Championship. Uh, I love Jack Perry's rebrand. Do not love his new theme song. I hate when they just use classical music. I think it's uh, low-hanging fruit, and you're not really trying. Um, but the match between the two of them was phenomenal. Uh, I was really, really happy with that match. Um, uh, I will get to this uh, on the other side of things. Uh, my final good cop uh, for my speed check will be Kota Ibushi being upset he didn't get to take any big bumps and bumping onto thumbtacks by himself after the show was over. <laughs> Where was that? At? After Blood and Guts. Oh, he, uh, okay. he, uh, Kenny was cutting a promo to like send the, the crowd home and Ibushi took, just jumps and takes a back bump right into the pile of thumbtacks. <laughs> and I was just like, you crazy bastard. I love it. Wow. That's, that'll get the uh I'll get you people's attention. I like it. I like it. All right, Matt, what you got? Okay. Um Nick Oldis um had been brought has brought been brought into WWE as a producer for SummerSlam. We reviewed him debuting on the Raw after SummerSlam as a contender for the World Heavyweight Championship, apparently. Yes, please. That would be a huge way to make his debut. Rhea Ripley's um not suitable for work response to a on Twitter to what her favorite activity with Dominic Mysterio is. It was censored, but you can probably guess what it was. In a one word word beginning with F. Um Van from Hell's Kitchen series six and seventeen. Uh the reason why now you think well, why am I making a chef from Hell's Kitchen? Well, um, it's because um, I found out today that he's actually the son of Luna Vachon, 
uh, which um, obviously is a legendary wrestler. She was she was part of Dark Side of the Ring from the twelfth episode, I believe it was. Um, the stepson of Gangrel as well, which explains his one one out of four in the blind taste test and why his attitude was so off the rails. Um, and my last one actually um, is basically I'm going to say um, is the video I am sending you guys in the group chat. Um, I'm it's basically Triple H being adorable. Okay. I will look at that in about an hour and a half time, I guess, once we're finished recording. All right, for mine, oops, oh, let me try restarting. Oh, there I've seen go. this before, yeah. <laughs> um, the crowd's reaction to Bianca on uh SmackDown last week, I guess, as we're recording this on the July 14th. Um, we talked about how crowds are a lot more hot right now, and the reaction at the start of SmackDown was just incredible. Um, I did mention the fact that I might go to WWE Fairfax, I did go to WWE Fairfax, and I can say the exact same thing the crowd is so hot for Bianca right now. Um, just amazing reaction, and not just for that match, but for pretty much the whole show. Which I've been to, I think this is my third WWE Fairfax, I have never seen a reaction like this at all. Uh, really, really, really impressive to see, and the boys certainly enjoyed that. Um, the crowd shouting, this is awesome also on SmackDown and uh, Michael Cole saying to Wade Barrett that's something they never did never did in any of your matches I thought that was a nice little put down um, July 15th I saw the Ugly Ducklings tweet tonight was a first for us we signed a piece of bread um, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys later any weird items you've ever seen signed um, a piece of bread I don't even know how you sign a piece of bread to be honest but I guess if it was toast it'd be a little bit easier and the last one on Title Match Network um, I saw presents Arena Classics Bloodbath in Philly, this rare footage from Philadelphia months after ECW's final show. Most fans don't even know this footage exists. So I missed a lot of that era, so I went back uh, 2002, just to give you a few matches Dusty Rhodes, Bam Bam Bigelow uh, Six Pack, Sabu, Kurt Henning, Jerry Lawler Abdul the Butcher, etc, etc Great fun to watch Ran out of time so Ryan, have, you, have you got any weird signing things for ground? Because I've got one uh, you go first because I've got a slightly uh, askew, maybe a parallel story to that. It's not a wrestling one, but I do remember seeing um, back your documentary being I watched um, about Eddie Irvine, the Ferrari driver, back in when he in his 1999 championship challenging season when Shrek broke his leg. Well, he was in Italy um, in a nightclub because he was very much a playboy. Um, and he and being a Ferrari driver in Italy, you can get you get in everything for free. He got in a nightclub for free. He was in a VIP booth. The girls were all coming up to him, all over him, literally seven or eight deep at some point. They were. He was signing stuff for people left, right, and center. Obviously, you know he's what you, you know. You get free. You get in for free. You you do these things. Big black permanent marker. Okay, the old chunky ones, Graham. Not like not like a sharpie. Big old chunky one with the old, with the old chunky stick on the end. <coughs> Signing a woman's tits. That's not unusual. That that story is like I've no, never seen like, that before or oh, since. I even no, gestured no. the breast, and I was like, surely that's yeah, not no, that that's been breast. happening for years and years yeah. and years. You have a decades. very sheltered life, Mister Lewis. Wow. Okay. Well, I, well, I, I have, I have, I, I'm aware of. Another form of autograph. Um, remember, remember Burt Ward, Graham? Who? Burt Robin? Ward. Yeah, oh, Robin. Robin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he used to. He used to. Um, <laughs> he used to give his signature by 
using his bat spray, like a better term, on a woman. Oh, goodness. That's really hard to autograph with. He'd finish, he'd, he'd finish the act, and then he would spray over the woman's chest. And that was his autograph to dump to her. Thanks for sharing that with us, Matt. Ryan, it was, it, it, this is a QI story, Graham. You should know it. Um, there's like nearly 500 episodes of No Such Thing as a Fish, and QI's been going longer than that, so sorry for not remembering something from... Uh, <laughs> it's quite a significant one, it stands out. That obviously resonated with you quite uh, a lot, but Ryan, what do you got? So, this story is, uh, I'm going to, just to protect those involved, uh, I'm not going to say the promotion's name. I'm not going to say the individual's name. I'm going to use a euphemism for them, which is an actual nickname they use, but it's no one on Twitter. It's it's a personal friend of mine. Uh, we're going to call him Cactus Dan. Um, we've been calling him Cactus Dan for years. Uh, I, I, spoiler alert, his favorite wrestler, obviously, is Kane. No, that's whatever. You're, laugh something. Anyways, um, there was a... Down professional wrestling event uh this particular promotion has a rule in place that you cannot bring anything to a match that is alive or has ever been alive and the reason they have that rule is because cactus dan brought a uh, dead fish to a wrestling match and then offered it to a wrestler and said, hit him with the fish. The wrestler then said, okay, took the fish and smacked his opponent on the head with it. They then had to make the announcement to please not bring dead animals to the shows. Hmm. That so not an autograph, there, there, no, nothing alive or has ever been alive. Uh, but this is a long-running rule for said promotion. Now it's huh. in the official rules of what not to do as a fan. When, did the, when did the rule come into effect, Grind? You know that much. Uh, within a week or two of the event. Yeah, but how long ago are we talking here? That is a great question. Are we talking prior to? I'm going to say. 2008? No. Okay. Because Jake the Snake comes to mind for a start in WWE, bringing snakes to the ring all the time. Um, Tori Wilson used to bring a puppy to the ring. And uh, he hold, the... hold on. You're talking about a major corporation. I'm talking about a bar. I'm still saying it shouldn't be done. This rule should apply to everybody is what I'm saying. Uh, speaking uh, of people who bring animals to the ring, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Teddy Hart is in jail. <laughs> I'm, I was about to say what about Cody and his dog as well. Let's not go there with that one. Um, but, um, I mean, at least when Rene Dupree, shout out to um, Cafe with Rene over on, over on um, his YouTube channel, they've just hit 13,000 subscribers. Congratulations, guys. Um, he used to come to the ring with Fifi, the dog. Obviously, but now you say outside the ring, Toy will put the dog into the match and use it to give a stink face to her competitor. <laughs> uh, 
Um, hold on. While you're shouting out uh, Cafe with Renee, 13,000 subscribers, congratulations. I want to thank, uh, I want to congratulate Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast for 13 subscribers. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm part of this now. We kind of let that go by the wayside. YouTube's not our, not our area. My, one day, maybe, but not yet. I see one problem with um, that rule that they introduced. Just one problem. The fans. So that means you can't bring a, a partner with you or a significant other or a friend for that matter either. Okay, you have been a father for too long because that was a terrible dad joke. My brother, who is the king of dad jokes, would have grown at that one. Let's get a bad cop on that note, shall we? Look at that for a perfect segue as well. <laughs> uh, you're up first, Ryan, but I just want to ask ahead before you tell me a moment. Last week, you said you had way more good cop moments than bad cop. Oh, sorry, way more bad cop moments than good cop moments. So what was it like this week? And what is your main bad cop moment? Well, now, you know, last week there was, again, there was a month of stuff. So it, there was a lot of built up. Whereas this week is pretty much, you know, I try to keep it what happened recently. Um, so I pretty much started the day after we recorded and till today. So I got what three wrestling shows <laughs> to, to talk about. Um, so this, uh, I don't know how this one will go over, but my main bad cop moment is the finish to Blood and Guts. Um, the now, now, for anyone who is not familiar with all elite wrestling and with the Blood and Guts format, Blood and Guts is very similar to War Games. Um, and it can only be finished by submission or surrender, which is fine. Uh, if you haven't watched Blood and Guts, to anyone listening, I am about to spoil the finish. So I'll give you like five seconds to stop. And we're good. So the the match the, the finish was Wheeler Yuta was being choked out and Moxley surrendered. Okay, fine. He surrendered to save his partner. The issue was not necessarily the finish of the match, it was the production of the finish of the match. They had no camera on Moxley. Nobody seemed to know what was going on. Even the commentators were kind of like, uh, it's over. What's, uh, what? Nobody actually knew what was going on. The camera was not in the right position. And that was actually a theme throughout the entire match. They were doing big spots. They were doing, you know, storyline things. And the camera men were <laughs> trying to be serious here. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, can we please have some decorum? Decorum, please. The, the The whole production of the entire match was off. I, I never at any point like felt like the match was flowing well. And it's also a complaint I have about Blood and Guts every year. Why are we not doing this on pay-per-views? You're splitting an hour-long matchup with three or four commercial breaks. I hate it. I really don't like big matches like that with commercials. Um, but the main is just how they did the finish, where the camera was, not showing the surrender. It was just poorly done, in my opinion. Decorum, please. Oh, gosh. 
Kind of the can't offer anything. I did not. I did not see that this week. So Matt, I'm gonna throw it straight to you. Heart and bad cop. Speed checks. Fine. Ah. We'll happily expand on it. Uh, I'll move it up to this point. I've never understood why blood and guts is not a pay per view event. Like, it makes no sense. I mean, would you hold a stadium stampede match on a um on a um on a on a dynamite? Oh yes, they fucking would. Actually, to be fair, of course they fucking would. How often do you see? I need to take a... my eyes aren't hurt now. How often do you see Hell in a Cell matches on terrestrial TV? Not very often. I think maybe three times total in the history. I know that they had one on SmackDown before Hell in a Cell. Um, I think Kofi was in that match. And I know that Xavier Woods was in the one on Raw straight after the match, after Hell in a Cell as well. But and they I did the unofficial it. one the, the week before King of the Ring 98 with Austin and Kane. And they also had one on Monday Night Raw after the show off the air to, to see if they could put the cell up in time. As a like a quick bodge job sort of thing, and Jack Swagger won it. Jack fucking Swagger won it. Um, the fact, my, my, my point remains is this was a pay per view level match. It was a pay per view level quality, in my opinion. Match. It was a great match. You've been you've been saying how great it was. Tony Khan needs to figure out something with the um, streaming people. Really does. According to what I've been seeing, and it sounds like nonsense and bullshit to me, um, Jesus Christ, Graham, um, it, it's uh, they're saying that HBO Max is not set up for live streaming. But if again, if a wrestling company can figure it out out of a bar, I don't understand how a multi billion dollar corporation like warner brothers can't figure it out that seems like a weak ass response but i agree 100 percent. i feel like if you uh closed out all out or revolution or full gear or whatever with the blood and guts match for the last hour of the show that would be great uninterrupted you know and like yeah they have picture in picture and stuff but Picture in picture doesn't last the entire time. They do have to go to local commercials. They do have to, there are things that take away from that picture in picture. And it just, it, it's, I don't know. It shouldn't, I, I'm not saying it shouldn't be on TV because I think gimmick matches should be on television. Every now and then you should be like, hey, we've got something big this week on Dynamite. We got something big this week on Raw, whatever. You can have a cage match. You can have Hell in a Cell. You can have a TLC match. You can do that every now and then. But since it's a yearly thing this for is the thing. AEW, it should just add another pay per view called Blood and Guts. Yeah, your fan base will pay for it. And on that note, they haven't got a yearly. Well, I suppose they got all out, I guess. But they don't, they don't bill it as a big WrestleMania style event like Impact no, does. Impact does its anniversary. That's example. how they. De- that's how they bill sl- uh, double or nothing. Is supposed to be their big WrestleMania style event, but it's not that big. But then, but then, why are they? They've got these IPs of All Out and All In. Why do I not use one of those ones? Double or nothing. Uh, 
It feels it feels a bit limp wristed for me. I, I I'm personally not a fan of the whole uh, casino um, yeah, motif they use. You may have mentioned that once or twice. Yeah, it's just it to me. It's just I get it. They did all in as a Ring of Honor show. And then they were like, oh, well, we're going to do for the first AEW show, we're going to do double or nothing. Oh, that's cute. Like, I like it. I dig it. Mm. Like, but then when they made that, they're kind of, you know, the Casino Royal Battle Royale and they got like the giant chip above the ring and stuff like that for their, you know, but then they changed it to a brass ring, which has to be a shot at Vince McMahon. Like, I don't know. It's just, I would. Of course it fucking is. The biggest thing I want from them is just a more more consistency and b a little more creativity on their end and c uh, blood and guts should be its own pay per view. I will I will pay fifty dollars to watch that. Like, you know, you're gonna get away with a lot more on pay per view than you are on TBS, anyways. Like on pay per view, you can go fucking balls to the wall, but you can't necessarily do that on TBS. Right now, they have four pay-per-views per year. Is that correct? Yes. So if you add that one in, that's five, which is a horrible yeah. number. So you'd need yeah. an extra one. Well, Six. they've got... You can do they're they're bringing want. all in back, so that's their fifth. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. But, but they're also, there's also apparently some talk that they're going to go to monthly premium live events, as it were. Uh, if that's the case, then they are going to need to bring, away, bring it down because paying out $60, $70... A month, if that's what you're going to charge for that, that's not sustainable for the fan base. And yeah. and to be fair, I will I will give AEW credit. They do, you know, even though they only have, let's say, up until now, four pay per views a year. What is it? Yeah. Revolution, Full Gear, Double or Nothing, and All Out. I think that's that's the four. You yeah. know, they do a lot of special events. Like they would do Winter is Coming. They do the Grand Slam, which are bigger shows. They do, uh, you know, Battle of the Belts here and there. But I think they they've still done seven do them, of them. But they still do them just on Dynamite. And it, uh, it yeah. feels like they could make it a bigger deal and do it on a, as a big event. I don't know. It's something like In Your House sort of deal. Well, And that's a, that's the thing is like, you know, again, people always kind of shit on Vince McMahon because that's the cool thing to do. But Vince McMahon was the first promoter who had the balls to use pay-per-view, you know, and the in, in your house for it, you know, they had the, the big ones. They had Royal Rumble, they had SummerSlam, they had WrestleMania, you know, they had Survivor Series. But then he was like, well, what if we do smaller ones that are a little cheaper? Because in your house pay-per-views were only, I think, $20, whereas like Survivor Series was $30 or $40, hmm. you know, but, he but you still sort of like, big names. Yeah, you still got to, you know, the, the, there was a, um, you know, Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. The, you know, the, the running joke for a long time was that Mick Foley was Mr. In Your House because he was always that main event guy for the never WrestleMania, never Royal Rumble. But in your house, he was a reliable guy to go to. You know, he had multiple main events against Taker. He had main events against Shawn Michaels. You know, like the guy was Mr. In Your House. But I think AEW should do something like that. You know, where you have your big four, as it were. And then you have smaller, more affordable pay-per-views that are like 
$25-30 or something like that. It, it seems th there's money on the table. And I, I think the majority of the fan base would be willing to shell out for those. And I don't know if in their minds they think they're being more consumer friendly. I... If okay, so I share my YouTube TV, like I don't pay the whole thing, I, I pay a portion of it. If I had to pay for cable or YouTube TV or Hulu with TV, whatever, the only things I ever watch is wrestling. So at that point, it's like, well, do I even want to pay for this? You know, it's not consumer friendly if people who don't normally pay for television have to now pay for television to see all your big shows. You're not getting that money. So why don't you want that money? <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird, but I digress. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for um, Graham, because Ryan probably knows the answer to this question. How many times would you say Shawn Michaels competed at WrestleMania? Um, let's go with let's go with seven. Okay, sixteen. He competed at uh, which oh, it, close. It, okay, okay. <laughs> of those sixteen, and bear in mind he's called Mr. WrestleMania. How many times do you think of those sixteen he may have entered? Oh, is it back to me again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ. I'm not expecting any answers, but I'm just trying to put a bit of context behind this stupid nickname he's got. I can think of at least two. <laughs> Let's go four. Five times he may have entered out of 16. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not going to make you guess any more of these, don't I? Of those five times he may have entered, he won once. And in total of the 16 he appeared, he won five times. Huh. The fact he's called Mr. WrestleMania. He may be called Mr. Loser. It's not about wins, losses. It's about the matches. It does matter. Uh, in WWE? No, I'd say it doesn't. It matters. Sure it matters. That you made a big point. So, when AEW came most... out, that you said that wrestling has nothing to do with wins and losses. But it's still getting rammed down my throat, down our throats. On, um, in fact, it's going to lead you perfectly to my here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. I, and it's, it, it's all I'll say about it is when people go back and they think of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, you're going to see Flair HBK. You're going to see HBK Taker one and two. You know, those those are typically at the upper echelon of best WrestleMania matches of all time. So I think that's where the name comes from. It comes from a performance. It doesn't come from a, he won the title or, you know, unified the boners or something. I don't know. Well, well, you know, that's prerogative, obviously. But I'm going to take what Graham said about me bitching about the whole AEW um, saying this this means something. Because it actually leads perfectly into my bad cop moment of the week. Okay. Now, I apologize, Graham, but bear with me, okay? Are you dropping a bomb again? But I actually, but you can relate to it because you don't like wasting money. You're very, you've, you've mentioned that many times over the years. Who likes wasting like, money? Nobody likes wasting money. Uh, so I you, do. You in particular, Graham, you're very, very careful with your money. 
as proven by the fact of you're not very happy and you're very happy to get the money back from a, from a, from a com- air, air company who may or may not have your personal details. Um, I want to talk about uh, a video game which has come out. Now, bear with me. It's the AEW video game, Graham. Now, granted, this game is 20, 20 pounds cheaper than the WWE one. Okay. However, you can't adjust anything in the game in terms of match types. You don't get everything up front. If you want to play as um, Hook or Danhausen, you have to pay for £25. If you want to play as Matt Harder, you can pay £5 on top of that. And um, if you want to play as FTR, why would you fucking want to? You can pay another £10 on top of that. Basically, by the time you played out for it, for everything that the AEW game gives you, or can probably give you, you're still paying. You're paying up more than WWE game, and you're still paying for half the game. Now, that's my opinion. Which obviously people say, "Well, that's George's opinion, Matt." I'm now going to refer you to the to the comment section of the game. Yes, I am just sitting on a video game game. I don't care. Um, not a throwback to the old SmackDown, but a step backwards. No. Match customization, no commentary, 10 second entrances, last gen visuals, little to no tutorial to actually teach you how to play the damn game. You deleted my original review, I'll get to the point. This is awful. We should get a refund, but I was not allowed this. Three years wait for this. I could go on. Ryan, you're a gaming guy. <clears throat> I don't have enough water for this. In fact, I have zero. I agree with you. However, I also respectfully disagree with you. Okay. So I, I, I agree. This is very rough around the edges. Uh, rough. I am. I'm looking more forward to ultra pro wrestling for my Aki engine uh, experience. Um, or I could turn around to my shelf where I have the, almost entire N64 collection uh, in box, might I add. Um, that, was a, that was a pretty pain nowadays. Uh, some of them are in eh shape, but my uh, WCW NW Revenge is the boxes autographed by Kevin Nash and Goldberg. So um, so it, it's rough around the... I, I think it's a fun game. Um, obviously, I bought it because I collect wrestling games one way or the other, so I was going to buy it one way or the other. Um, the, 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 the rough things, uh, you know, the story mode is not good, uh, flat out. I'll say it's not entertaining all the crap they kind of shoved in there. Gameplay, the, the mechanics are fine. Honestly, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the, the way the mechanics work. There are issues, um, but I wouldn't say it's game breakingly bad for me. Um, when it comes to the DLC, that's unfortunately just gaming now. And I think uh, how how much is um, I'm going to compare uh, AW Fight Forever season pass. How much is the season pass? Because you can buy the season 25, pass. Twenty five pounds, but it would still take it above the base version of WWE. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, but. The WWE 2K23 also has a season pass. True, but but this game AW 
the roster is two years out of date and half of it's missing. I agree. I, I have I, Cody Rhodes on the roster still, for fuck's sake. I a hundred percent agree with you. I, I really He's do. been gone two years. I, I I think that there was this game should have come out a year ago before Cody left the company. But yeah. And I I feel like that extra year didn't really do they anything still have, they still to made make to put, it better. They still, they still made to put CM Junk in, though. Um, I think... I, I've actually been saying this since it came out. Like, since after, you know, I sat down, I put some time into it. I experienced what, it, you know, a lot of what it had to offer. And I've all... And this is pretty much what I've been saying. AEW Fight Forever 2 will be a, a really good game. It, it can't be much fucking worse. But they kind of dropped the ball on this one. It wasn't necessarily what I think everyone expected. I think the people, as you quoted in the comments, are way too agitated about it. At the end of the day, and you know me, Matt. Matt, you know me. I am a gamer through and through. I love video games. I've loved them since I was a kid. But at the end of the day, these people are freaking out over a toy. You know, like but when people when people are laying out serious money, they've been promised something and they didn't get it. And to and to and I'm a, and this is the part where it leads in. What's the point of a video game mentioning the win loss record of a game you have full control over? So. I think Matt froze, or is he just staring no, intently? I'm staring wow. at you. That was a great fucking intent stare. Um, so, first and foremost, I do not have sympathy for people who don't do their research. What's my catchphrase, Graham? Um, do your fucking research. Mm. I thought it was Jay White is a bag of dicks. I thought that was your catchphrase. Way to ruin the finish, you asshole. Um, if, hang on, if, hang on, hang on. If you buy oh, you're going to steal his thunder for later as well. <laughs> if you buy a game just because and you're not sure about it or whatever, that's on you. And I feel that way industry-wide. I don't care if it's Final <laughs> Fantasy. I don't care if it's Call of Duty. I don't care if it's a wrestling game. But the worst part about it, I'm sort of coming back in here, is the the big advert we did for it was Matt Hardy coming out of the compound and going as as Woken Matt Hardy, okay, and doing the whole big deal thing, and he's sitting next to his former Matt Hardy persona on the couch playing the game. Great, you've got to pay extra for 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 those two characters on top. Of the season pass. Sting did the same thing for WWE 2K. They all the commercials had Sting. He was DLC. Didn't ah, you could get a version with him in. You can't with this one. If I remember correctly, you've you got one version of Sting for pre-order. Yeah. And then the other versions of Sting were DLC. Yes, but if you bought that, you did get them as free DLC. Um, no, the, the other, the, the surfer sting and the, the, 
you got the WWE Sting included as your pre-order, but Surfer Sting and WCW Sting were paid DLC for part well, of the season pass. Well, if but, I'm wrong on that one, I will bow to you on that one. But I in, agree with what you're saying. At the end of the day, this one um, is wrong. This is wrong to do advertising and not give an option to buy a version of the game complete with him in it. If I agree to advertise it. And they get away with it because they also sold the digital deluxe edition, which included all that stuff. It's normal gaming nonsense. I don't fault AEW or Ukes for this because it's part of the industry right now. And it's bullshit. It is bullshit. It's 100% bullshit. And, you know, I I don't agree with it. Um, But it's also one of those things where as I've grown older, uh, as, as, you know, Matt Graham... I mean, Graham, you're ancient, but, you know, older. Um, I, I've, I've realized that my time is precious to me. And when I was younger, I was probably like a lot of these people in those comments who just bought everything all the time because the TV or the Internet told me to. Um, now I just I take my time. If it looks like something I'll enjoy, I don't, I don't really care what reviews say, or what other people say. I'll buy it if it doesn't look like something I'm enjoy. I don't. Um, like I said, I agree with you. This was not a good look. This was not a good launch. And this game is not exactly what we were promised. Is it a bad game? No. Is it a less than stellar game? Absolutely. It is a mediocre game. It is a fun wrestling game that loses a lot of its luster after four or five hours. Which is the problem. I'm still playing WWE games deck years later sometimes even 2k20 which was broken to shit i would still play i have nothing to say about the abortion that visual concepts released in the year of 2019 fair comment Great. i do have the collector's edition though because i collect this shit oh, i'm gonna stop to my game now but i will say that if on one of my 2k23 opinion it's on game junkie a few weeks back I didn't know Game Junkies was still a thing. Yeah, we took a little break. That's cool. Well, where's my invite? You're gay. Don't worry. All right, Jesus. Anyways, Graham, how are you doing? I was waiting for Matt to ask my <laughs> opinion on the AEW game, but I guess that's not happening. Well, are you? Have you bought it? Did you get your play? I haven't bought it, but that doesn't mean I can't comment on it. You comment on a lot of stuff that you haven't ever seen and have no knowledge on, so I don't know why you'd expect me not to want to do something similar. Well, that, that, maybe maybe because not... you pulled a cap down and went to sleep. Well, that's because I was bored. Um, I, I find it really... I, I can't believe... I, obviously, I'm not a gamer, which is why you didn't ask. Um, I guess my first question... Is it on the Commodore 64 so I can play possibly? No, yes. it's not. Okay. And second, um, how the hell can you not figure out how to play the game? There's no tutorial. Um, I know you don't like Google, but uh, in five seconds, I found a 12-minute YouTube video that explains exactly how to do it, and I found a website that lists every single move, what you have to press, and et cetera, et cetera. So the fact that you couldn't figure out how to play a game with all your... I don't know. Not me. I'm reading who comments. doesn't know how to play games could figure it out instantly and someone who's a lot older than you um i think bad cop moment on you for using that in your bad cop moment section when it was so easy to find out if you graham 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 those weren't my, i was reading the comments okay that wasn't okay, me that person's uh, an idiot and but it fact, actually it sounds like something you would do as well though in all fairness. the fact it, is uh, is that all all sports style games including arcade ones will will have a at least the manual into the game, but to actually give to how to use each one doesn't apparently. 
Online. Well, so, so I, I will I will say Online. a there is a tutorial mode, and b when you do start playing the game, like when you have your first match, um, and this is funny because you're really gonna enjoy this, Matt, because you're talking about how it's outdated. Uh, there is in-game tutorials uh, done by William Regal. <laughs> <laughs> So these people well, are well, well, to do it, but <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're in in game tutorials by William Regal. The funniest part, I will just I will end on this. The funniest part of this game is they did have Jim Ross record uh, commentary lines, and he has no idea where he is or what he's doing. He sounds like he is just confused, and he's just like, I, I, there's phoning it in. Uh, Matt, did you play the Ghostbusters video game, the Atari developed one from like 2008? No. So entire cast returns. Ernie yeah. Hudson does great. Dan Aykroyd does great. Uh, Harold Ramis does great. Bill Murray sounds like he's stoned because he's just like, yeah, I'm Bill Murray and I'm here. Okay. That was a horrible Bill Murray. Please I've do not worse. comment about horrible my Bill Murray is. I'm not I good at Bill Murray. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, honestly, it's it's not that bad. But I agree. I can totally agree why it's a bad cop moment because I am not as pleased with it uh, as I should have been. It's a fun game. It's just not a game I can see myself playing in 10 years like No Mercy or Revenge or SmackDown versus Raw. You're still or... playing No Mercy from 1999. I love No Mercy. I think it's the best wrestling game ever made. <laughs> you guys are going to have nothing left to talk about on his appearance on Game Junkies by the sound of it. <laughs> oh, we've got plenty oh, to talk about. Graham, Graham, baby, darling. <laughs> you didn't pick up the tongue-in-cheek then, man. That's uh, pretty bad. All right, my uh, bad cop moment is... Uh, Rainbow time. <laughs> WWE Fairfax. So um, a lot of things about the event that just were not good. Uh, one of them is the the parking situation. Now I go to that arena fairly frequently because I've I've been there for basketball games. It's actually where we held our uh, graduation ceremony as well this year and the last couple of years. But nobody seems to realize that there's more than one entrance to this arena. All the signs point you in one way, and the traffic was so backed up it was affecting multiple roads prior to that. Luckily, with some inside knowledge, I took a second entrance and we parked straight away and we we left the stadium pretty good, but not very good organization. As we walked in, we'd already eaten dinner because it was like a seven o'clock show, so we didn't need food or anything. Um, the the um, concession stands were poorly organized. The lines were massively long. They weren't enough um, opened up. Uh, the restroom facilities were poor. Now, it's not unusual for the female bathroom to be a little bit backed up. That's kind of the running joke. There are always there's no, never enough facilities. But when that happens to the guy's bathroom, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So most of your time during the intermission would be, if you want to go to the bathroom, that's it. you got to go to the bathroom. And then if you want to get food, well, bad luck. you got to choose whether you're going to miss the show or whether that's you why you do it during a divas match <laughs> notice i said divas not women i'm talking heard. about the divas matches of old <laughs> i heard and i'm sure oh, that's a man match. People, i'm sure that's what some people did uh, but also the prices as well were absolutely ridiculous a bottle of water six dollars and because of the rules you get it poured into a cup for you so you're literally paying six dollars for a cup of water there was no water fountains in the arena at all so um in general yeah it was very poor now the other reason this is in my bad cop segment is i did 
asked Jackson, I was like, so are we reviewing this for JGB? And he said, yes. And of course, being Jackson a week later, <laughs> we haven't done anything. So I was hoping to actually talk about this because it's the event itself was not actually a bad cop moment. The event itself was fantastic. And as I alluded to in the earlier section, the crowd was super hot for this. And the matches they put on were super good, with one exception. So I'm going to mention that as also my bad cop moment. Uh, Akira Tozawa came out. I, I have to admit, I didn't even realize Akira Tozawa was even with WWE anymore. Last time I think I saw him was 205 Live, who knows how many months and years ago. So he came out, and then I was like, oh gosh, they're obviously not matching him up with, uh, like, who could they match him up with? Like, a Ricochet, perhaps? Like, I'm trying to think, and I was like, oh gosh, this is going to be a squash match. And sure enough, Omos's music came in, and uh, Omos walked in, and I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, Jackson's comment was, this match is probably going to go for like 15 minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so naive. This is uh, hilarious. Um, I set my stopwatch for 90 seconds, because that was my prediction for the match length. Um, the reason it's a bad cop moment is this match went on for nearly six minutes. There was nothing of any merit in this match. It was a totally one-sided match. Um, it certainly didn't build up Omos. If it takes six minutes for him to beat Tazawa, it doesn't build him up as a character. Um, I don't think he does anything for Tazawa either. And um, it broke up a run of matches that were absolutely beautiful. Um, we had AJ Styles versus Austin Theory. Uh, we had a few good matches in this one. There was a lot of championship matches. Not surprisingly, no titles changed hands. Uh, we had Gunther uh, versus Matt Riddle and Chad Gable. Uh, we had Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. A little bit short, that match. Uh, Cody Rhodes against Dominic Mysterio. Uh, we had Oscar, Bailey, Bianca, and Charlotte in a four-way match. And uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Uh, it was in the main event as well. So with all those, all those matches were super good. They had they really extend the story. Like if you're watching SmackDown, you know that probably as we're going to do tonight, the first match is probably going to be kind of short. 20, 25 minutes for the first match. They actually gave time to tell stories and it was really good and the crowd were eating it up. Um, but yeah, just a few little things from the show. But overall, I, I really enjoyed the show. But I'd already quick, got my good cop moment set up. So I had to mention all the bad stuff to get it into this segment. Quick question. Um, yep. what, what what night was that? It, it was last Saturday. Okay, so it wasn't the Sunday show because the Sunday show is the show that Bailey got hurt at. Oh, oh, I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, uh, there, there's reports that they threw up the X in that she had to be carted out. It looks like a knee injury. Oh, that's too bad. And she's only been back less than a year, which sucks. Like, I really hope she's okay. I'm a Bailey fan. Um, I, I, I like, I like Bailey's shtick. It's fun. You know, she's, she's, a, she's a good heel. She's a good face. She's good overall. I think she's one of the best on the roster. Um, so, uh, speedy recovery and best wishes to Bailey, whose real name is Pamela, I believe. I'm hoping she can still support uh, EO Sky. Like, even if you can't wrestle, I'm still hoping she can come ringside while she's still got that money in the bank story. Well, that's not like, the support you have to worry about. You have to worry about that knee supporting her massive badonkadonk. You have to, um, I would take it under some encouragement that she made it to the back under her own power. Um, okay, that's good. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's usually a better sign. So hopefully it's a temporary thing because I'm I'm liking the EO Bailey friction. I'm liking yeah. that. Ho hopefully it's like a minor meniscus tear or something. I've been through that. It's not that bad. Recovery's quick, you know. But if it's M ACL or MCL, like you know, you're talking months. ACL, so. looking, ACL, you're looking at close to a year. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't have to like a wrestler to hope they don't get hurt. I don't want to see people get hurt in general. Um, 
you know, uh-huh. like, you know, I'm not a huge Braun guy, but hearing he's out for a year, that sucks. Like, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Like, it's no good. I mean, uh, I just start on, I'm not going to say his name. So, uh, mm, piece of shit who sells prime energy drink uh, on his podcast, Seth revealed he's been nursing a back injury since 2019. Like, bro, go get your back fixed. This is what shortened Shawn Michaels' career was not getting your back fixed. Like, go. Like, we'll be okay, Seth. Take a year off. Have your spine fixed. It's fine. You do it at like edge. What's that? They're going to end up like Edge or Paige who had a lot of their year, lot of yeah. years out of their careers. Uh, but at the same time, I do appreciate that he's that dedicated to the business that he wants oh, to sure. keep building things up. But you've got to, you've got to get yourself sorted out here. Come on, buddy. Yeah. I got one final thing about the event, which is, oh, yes. which is clearly not bad cop at all, but I just want to, I couldn't mention <laughs> it now, but having to talk about it second, I couldn't talk about it first or else it wouldn't have made any sense. As we were leaving, there was definitely a lot of young fans there and there was definitely some first time uh, WWE fans at the first show, clearly. And as we were leaving, we we heard the family ahead of us talking about like, Hey, can we come again next year? The fact that the, the show that they it was their first experience of a show, there was a lot of crowd interaction. Like people were singing along to the songs, and you got some new fans there straight away. Yeah, the, Seth. Oh my gosh, it went on for pretty much the whole match. Mason did not like that at all. But I still but, don't get it. You don't get what? Seth's the raw guy. I, I don't know. Don't know. Hang on. It was there. It, it, it was a real show. My apologies. Yeah, it's just a show. I don't know if it was. It seemed like there was more. He's been doing a lot of dark matches on SmackDowns recently. Yeah, yeah. with the title, defending it. I don't yeah. get it. But it's great to see those new fans seeing that yeah. show for the first time, and their first reaction is, "Can we come again next year?" We get awesome we to see. Being being on the staff of CXW, I get to see a lot of the fan interactions in in the chats. And the amount of people that are like, this is an amazing show. When's the next one? When's the next one? Um, it was amazing. I mean, a kid won the um, chance to um, get on commentary. Didn't get a chance to this time. Didn't chose not to, but it still came to a show anyway. Load the kid. The kids go mad when Luna comes out. Obviously, she's actually amazing. Um, um, slight bad cop. I'm going to tack onto that. Uh, Luna um, is done on the Isle of Wight for the rest of the year. Oh, injured? No, she's just been she's just solid booked around the whole of the United Kingdom oh. elsewhere. Oh wow, that's awesome. That's <laughs> not with that. She she'll she be back on the white. She will be, but she's just solid booked, and that's not a bad thing. Lunatrix, we love you. We will welcome you back as well. And she's a gamer as well, uh, Ryan. So you get on well with her. <laughs> I also like to get along well with people. Yes. <laughs> She's a, she's a great person. She really is a great human being. All right. We'll have her on the show. We have. Fuck. <laughs> well, again, we have her back. 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 All right. 90 seconds if there's anything else bad that you got, Ryan. Sorry. Hmm. What do I have that's bad? I'm going to say Omas still wrestling at house shows. Um, I see no point of Omas in general. Uh, the era of the super heavyweight has kind of come and gone. Um, and he's not a good super heavyweight. He doesn't really do anything. So I'm just kind of bugged that you even said that. Um, 
bad cop Matt trying to hypnotize me. Uh, kind of awkward. Um, but you know what? Hey, some people want to hypnotize me, and that's cool. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I really should have got water before we started this. Um, oh, I had something. I did. Uh, I mean, I will. I will say in general, uh, I'm still mad at commentary across the board. It's just so fucking bad. Um, Bailey's potential injury definitely a bad cop moment. Um, oh, what was it? I had something. Um, shit. I can't remember what it was. Hold on. I got 17 seconds to check my notes real quick. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm just going to say uh, um, SmackDown women's title booking has been really weird. Um... I'm sick of Bianca. I'm sick of Charlotte. Give Asuka new blood. Matt, I don't know about you, but I'm so proud, but so proud of Ryan that he managed to keep that spreadsheet up to date for at least like a week and a couple of days. Right, he, he did well. He did well. He showed such promise, and then uh, and I don't know if you noticed, but it sounded like his uh, speed check was something that he just picked up on from what I just said, and a couple of things he'd already mentioned in the show. So it sounded like it was off the top of his head. I don't know. I don't know. There was a few hesitations in there as well. So, But it was nice that he used that spreadsheet for a little bit. I, we appreciate the effort, even if he... He was calling the audible for a while there, Graham, wasn't he? Well, and also, I just... Honestly, there wasn't a lot of bad this week. Mm. Oh, we did, be... it's up to 90 seconds. You don't have to fill them up. Yeah, but I like talking. But you didn't know there was dead air. You're dead air. <laughs> Matt, what you got for your 90 seconds? Okay. low so far, so you should Okay, Don Callis was attacked by a fan at a post-show press conference in Tijuana, Mexico. Um, a work scuffle broke out between Takashita, Callis, and Omega. Fan upset about it. Um, got involved, injuring Callis, and sent him to the actual hospital. Uh, actually ripped the suit apparently as well and busted him open. Um, it said to be screaming in front of the fan before he was pulled off. Um, not sure <laughs> any charges were um, actually <laughs> levied against the fan because could be for that. That could be, not sure. Um, um, Tony Khan um, for delivering a stunner in the ring after Blood and Guts went off the air on Wednesday. Um, Tony, if you want to throw a stunner, Go to a go to an actual promotion where they do stunners. Don't try and be a wrestler. You're not one. Okay. You haven't trained to be one like Vince did either. Okay. You are not a wrestler. Stay out the fucking ring. Um and CM Punk still can't lose cleanly. Would it have killed him to take a clean loss to Ricky Starks? Really? I had a bit of a Finbar Sanders moment there for a second when you described what they did to the fan. Seems a very strange course of action for somebody who'd assaulted somebody, but hey, we live in strange times. What did I say wrong? Um, You said they pulled him off. Graham, what's your speech check, please? Sir? <laughs> we should get Ryan's point of view. Oh, never mind. Um, My speech check is 
Um, as of this morning, I only had Cody Rhodes' intro as a three-star song on my iPod. I have quickly fixed that. I don't know why that that's definitely slipped through. Two stars in? It's a good song. I like it. Um, unsure cop moment. I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, at the end, though, please, Matt. Uh, Cameron Grimes and Sheamus. I noticed during their promos on SmackDown on the 14th, they weren't looking at camera. The whole time, it was looking to the side. Very strange. I don't think I've noticed people do that. If it would just been one of them, I would have thought, okay, it's unique to that character. But two of the three people who were interviewed both did that really strange um also a quote from the, uh, somebody on twitter why are people actually taking talking shit about david benoit he wasn't there that night he didn't do anything wrong and it's not his fault his dad did those things he's not his dad he shouldn't be hated by some of you all just because his dad was crazy he was a victim too and that was obviously his appearance at the uh, AEW pay-per-view at the weekend uh totally agree with that opinion and rather bizarre one i would have not even known this was an issue if i hadn't seen this on twitter uh from kaya mckenna uh, quote, all right, let's stop wearing the fishnets with the big gaps in them when we wrestle. There are a lot, tons of cute options with smaller holes. I've had two matches now where my hand got caught giving someone a move and I bruised my wrist in one and thought I broke my arm in the other. Cheers. Uh, seems something that's pretty easy to fix. Um, you obviously don't want to injure your person who's working with you. And if the attire that you're working with is doing those sorts of things, time to change, I guess. Where's I want to point oh. out that Matt... I'm going to need a clip of the audio without context of Graham talking about how there are tons of cute options uh, for ring gear. Uh, I'm going to need that isolated, I, please. Thank I you. I haven't much. got. I do not have access to the audio file. Oh, but when it, but, but I'm guessing Graham's going to leave it in the show so you can just clip it yourself. Right, fine. Yeah, perfect. Let's stay in. Um, to I answer the question, would you ask me to do Graham? Yeah. Um, remind me the question. <laughs> because I was thinking about it and then Ryan interrupted me so it was like a minute ago you can't expect me to remember that um, the question was um, the unsure cop moment was uh, people cutting promos but not directly at the camera it I, I don't mind that oh okay to me it looked weird well, um, put it the this people way. who did it were, I think I said, it was Seamus and Cameron Grimes. But for Cameron Grimes, uh, Seamus, he normally faces down the camera because he's talking He's talking to, to, it looked weird when he was talking off the side, like, yeah, next week I'm going to beat this person and I'm going to, I don't know, it just seemed very, like if there was a person who was interviewing him and then not looking at the camera, I think. There's been some differences in recent times in general, because usually when people are watching a TV backstage, they're literally watching it side on, which everyone does at home, of course. I might try doing that during a doing a volley episode, Graham, watching from the side sort of thing, just to see how it works. No one does that in real life. Roman Reigns, when he cut to his locker room, is sitting square on to the TV. Only person who fucking does it. But that's a little different, though. No, he... but that makes no sense. I, I disagree. Why is Roman the only one that actually does something which we would do in real life? Oh, okay. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Okay. Yeah, and... um. There are a lot of people who are angry at David Benoit. And the reason why they're angry at David Benoit is because he says he's training to be a wrestler. That's not a, that's not a problem. It's because he says he wants to be called Chris Benoit. When he wrestles. That, yeah. that wasn't what was being mentioned in the comments. That was, he mentioned that years ago, and I mentioned I know, that. but that wasn't what the comments were about this week, last weekend. Well, they, to be fair, to be fair, taking... What I've just said there out of the conversation, Ben, because that's not what we talked about. I'd be annoyed if he went there that name because it's got bad things associated with it for obvious reasons. However, 
him if he if he, even if he was at that AEW show. So what? Exactly. You know, he's not like he's a to go to a show. Yeah. You can have to go to a wrestling show without facing yeah. abuse because of who your father was. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um and, and Matt Matt said it best. David is also a victim in this. You know, that was his brother. You must have yeah, been water at that point. I did mention that as well. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, um, I don't, don't condone what was being said about him, but I've got to say, I'd be a bit uneasy if he actually did use the Chris Benoit name when he actually becomes a wrestler. That's just me, but personally, make make your own name. Be David. Make him make a name for yourself. Why would it be the next Chris Benoit? Be the first David Benoit. You know. Much more special, in my opinion. It's true, but like at the same time, I, I, I totally, and, and this is gonna sound weird, but I, I get it. You know, like you got to think that that you know, regardless of how it ended, that was his father, that was his dad, and he didn't experience the horrible things that happened at the end. Obviously he experienced them, but like that was someone who was there his entire life up until that point. That was his father. Like, you know, we have to, as, as fans, as a whole, I'm not saying us three, I'm saying as a whole, what the situation that we saw and the tragedy that we watched unfold on national television, that's one thing. What, Nancy's family and what Chris's family and what David went through, that's something completely different because it wasn't a thing that the next week or two, we were like watching something else and thinking about something else. This was something that he's been thinking about for what, almost 20 years now that he has to live with what happened. Yeah. Who the fuck are any of us to say anything to David Benoit? At the end of the day, all, you know, anyone who's going out and attacking him and, and it, who, who, who are you to say anything like he's just a guy, a guy who's famous. Fo- it's, it's the same thing, not to bring up politics because I'm not a political guy, but the person I feel worst about in everything that's happened in American politics over the past five years is Baron, the youngest son of the former piece of shit of the United States of America. He's an innocent. He's just a child. But he's going to grow up being so fucking abused based on who his father is. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. He's an innocent. He's a child. You know, I don't blame Jackson and Mason for their piece of shit, father. (laughs) Alright, this is where I redirect. Obviously that was a, a serious topic, which is why I'm not surprised you were talking about it. But I was really hoping I could get you guys to talk about fishnets, to be honest. Oh, no, trust oh. me. That, that's going to that's gonna be a whole nother... We're going to have to do a whole podcast on that. We need Graham's real opinion on fishnet stockings in professional wrestling. And what we need to do is I'm going to go down to the home goods and the marshals and whatnot. I'm going to get you every kind of fishnet. I'm going to send them to you, and I need you to try them all on. With videos and pictures, and report back to us. Okay, okay, good. Thank, Thank you. God, no, don't want to see that. 
Well, well, at least we've got the next episode figured out what's going to go on the YouTube channel. We've been kind of wor worried about what we're going to put out, so yeah, I'll take care of that. Yeah. Um, should we uh, should we move on to our next segment, guys? Good. Bad. Sisters, brothers, non-binary others, welcome to the Devil's Advocate round of the Good Cop, Bad Cop, Resting podcast. With myself, Graham and Ryan, throw a ridiculous statement at each other and defend it for twenty seconds with wrestling theme to it. Anyone there believing what we're saying is actually legit and not just trying to wind the other person up? Take out of the DA, DA, Michael Pellegrini at Dying Format. Ah, crap. I just realized I forgot to add into my notes for my speed check something that set up my devil's advocate. Oh, well, this could be interesting. Okay, so we've agreed to do less this week because there were quite a few last week. So, Ryan... Are you wanting to spitball, or do you want to receive? He has no devil's advocates at this point. You know that. You know, I told you, I figure it out on the fly, and I've already got at least one, maybe two, <laughs> ready to go. Okay, so do you, you want need. to... Yeah, you Perfect. Deliver? Matt, I've got one for you, a devil's advocate. Brave uh, it. Starring Keanu Reeves. Great flick. AEW has cemented themselves as the pinnacle of sports entertainment solely by having the best dance-off in professional wrestling history this past week on Dynamite. Have you not seen the sort of thing that happened on AEW this week? I mean, Rikishi and Tuchel couldn't, could dream about dancing as well as what happened on AEW this week. I mean, AEW is all about wrestling, after all. And when we watch wrestling, we want to see dancing like this. We don't want entertainment shows. We want wrestling shows. Uh, with hypocrisy. Absolutely. you happen to see the dance-off at all, Matt? Yeah, I, oh, I shared it. I shared and, it to our and, Twitter and feed. Honestly, I, I think, oh. I, honestly, I thought it was super funny. But I just love, once again, the hypocrisy of it. Of Nope, AEW is a professional wrestling company. We don't do sports entertainment here. It's like, bro, guess what? It's all the same shit. <laughs> Everywhere. Comedy and goofy shit has just as much of a place in professional wrestling as serious, drawn-out storylines. If you don't believe that, you didn't. When, when our truth came out and I would have and spoke with Brock Lesnar, <laughs> he, he had a bet with with Paul Heyman to try and get Brock to break character. He had nothing really? scripted, and he did one, it. One of the greatest moments in WWE history, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, our truth's entire face run at that era was brilliant. Chad hates through. Him. Chad hates our truth. Hates him. With Shame. a passion. I mentioned him at the wedding and he almost walked out the wedding. Shame. <laughs> Matt, go on, turn the favor. Deliver one to Okay, Ryan. Ryan, your devil's advocate for me is the biggest joke in wrestling right now is putting a championship on someone like Sonya Deville. I mean, in reality, Sonya does not deserve that championship. In fact, it's already been proven that she's barely champion because the real WWE Women's Tag Team Champions are Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. Now, I think we need to make sure that for future episodes, Ryan realizes you've got to defend it for 20 seconds and not 15 seconds. But 
And I know he's still a rookie, so we'll, we'll cut him a little slack this week, but I'm definitely going to expect a better. You know, I was going to go easy on Graham, and now I'm not. Bring it. You didn't even comment. He, like, insulted you when he asked for his, but go ahead. What you got? The greatest professional wrestling video game ever made was WW, WCW Mayhem for the N64. Well, obviously, from my limited experience, I've got to talk about the classic gaming console. So we've talked Commodore 64 N64 as well. If it's got a 64 on it, you know you're talking quality. So we already talked about the fact, you mentioned the fact that WWF games not always that good. Same with the AEW games. So what organizations do you have left? WCW. What are you going to go with? You're going to go with whatever that game you mentioned a few seconds ago is. You, okay, you touch my hat. He talk, no, hold on, hold on. You talk shit about me about skirting around and you start talking Build about this time. fucking Commodore 64. <laughs> Though I will give you credit, linking the Commodore 64 to the N64, I, I will give you credit for that. Props for the Jew on that side of things, for sure. Considering um, I have no idea what that game is, you're expecting... It's not, it's not good. Actually, it's not, not good. Forever. It's worse than Fight Forever. The, the, wor- the worst one is actually its sequel, which is Backstage Assault. There's I no wrestling that. ring. I There's no it. ring. You Every match is backstage. It's horrible. It's not uh, good. I have it, of course, in the box on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Right for yours, Ryan. Um, I would like. It. I'm going to start off by mentioning something I saw on Twitter first, and then I'll give you the devil's advocate that goes with it. Um, I think the Twitter account is called "Images That Were Easily Forgotten," which mm-hmm. I'm not sure if somebody retweeted this because I don't think it's anybody I follow particularly. And the image was of Orange Cassidy versus Velveteen Dream for the NXT North American Championship at Evolve. So your devil's advocate is. That should be an image that is lauded and fully expected to feature in the opening credits on the next NXT show. So, I mean, in the history of NXT, there have been many great moments. And the greatest moment would obviously be the charismatic enigma that is Orange Cassidy versus the perverted pedophile that is Velveteen Dream. It's a legendary matchup. Bye. Do you remember that match at all? No, I I I remember them talking about it. I remember it being a thing that he was defending at an Evolve show. Um, and then I just never got around to actually checking it out. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I was like, it, if I hadn't have known otherwise, I would assume that it would have been a doctored photo because it was like, I don't remember this at all. You got to remember, though, at that point, Orange Cassidy was barely a blip on the radar. You know, he was big in, you know, like the Northeast. He was, he was big in Chikara, but nobody, you know, he wasn't Orange Cassidy. He was Fire Ant. Fire Ant! So like, you know, at that point, who, who the fuck knew who Orange Cassidy was unless you were in the Northeast or you happened to have been at a show that he was at? Sure, sure. No, I thought it was a very interesting picture, though. It's like, wow, that's, uh, yeah. So, let's save that one. Uh, Matt, I think, um, seems, actually, I guess it doesn't matter. Do you want to deliver or save? I will receive from you first, Graham. All right, well, this is the one that I didn't set up ahead of time. Uh, I'm going to guess that you didn't see Impact Wrestling last night. I did not, Graham, mainly because it hasn't come out here yet. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, well, spoiler alert, then this is even worse. Um, the last it. 20 minutes, actually, because um, I was watching it, there was no sound. You couldn't hear anything. And I'd already seen ahead on Twitter, because I, I looked at Twitter before I started watching the Impact highlights, um, was the fact that they actually announced, if you because of technical issues, the last few minutes of the show didn't work, so we put up the video on YouTube so you can catch the end of the show, which I thought was pretty good of Impact to do that. So your devil's advocate, then, is... Uh, whoever put up the final segment up for Impact Wrestling on YouTube should be fired, as there is nothing I like more than an audio-free promo being cut. Audio-free promos are something that we all love to see, Graham. If you want proof of that, there's, there's actually an entire segment of a Dungeons & Junkies episode where I forgot to put my microphone on, for example, Graham. So there actually is a big chunk of that, for example. I'd also quite like to have a Phil Brooks promo under those circumstances, because I ain't going to fucking hear him. Oh. I thought that was um, I thought that was good, because I remember I talked, I don't know how many months ago it was, I was watching SmackDown, and suddenly, like, 20 minutes into the show, it cut to tornado warnings down in Florida or something. I'm like, I'm not even watching this in Florida. Or it might have been Chicago. I, I don't remember where the heck it was. And yeah, I didn't yeah. see the end of the show at all. And there was no way I could catch up. There was nothing I could do about it. So I thought that was good that Impact actually recognized there was a problem, did something about it immediately, advertised it, and boom, you can catch the end of their show. Even better, as it was on YouTube, I could actually watch it at times too as well. So it's you should have, I don't know if it happened to you guys stateside, but a couple of days ago, WhatsApp went down for two hours and Twitter melted because oh. WhatsApp went down for two hours. Then affect me in any way, shape. Or I'm like, wow, mm. wow, people can't do that. WhatsApp for two hours, it's a good way of sending files, to be fair, but. I guess the thing is, at that point, you don't know if it's two hours or two days when you're in the middle. Yeah, I know, but if it'd been like if it'd been more than two hours, then I would have been thing. But it was it was fine, and you could still use Facebook, you could still call and text, you could still use Twitter or Threads, as they're now calling it, I believe now on Instagram and all that stuff. What's it's the not problem? Not the same as Threads. That's not the same thing. No, but you've got all these different ways to contact people. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So it was so WhatsApp. You know, it's fine. Um, now, Graham, I was, I had the perfect one for you, Graham, but because we're doing wrestling, I can't use this one. So I'm going to have to go to a wrestling one for you. Okay. It's a bit of a softball, but. Uh, I got a bit of a problem. For some reason, my phone doesn't want to open up time, but I'll, I'll guesstimate. I'll, I'll, it's okay. I'll... Go ahead. Okay, so. Your wrestling one, Graham, is simple. Is is a bit of a softball, but here you go. Dominic Mysterio's North American title reign should last longer than Roman Reigns' current Universal title reign. Well, well, absolutely. So we're talking at least a thousand days, and as was very clear from the the crowd reaction on SmackDown, and also from the reaction of WWE Fairfax, nobody is more over right now than Dominic Mysterio. He can't even get a single word in, and when you get that sort of reaction from fans, then you obviously want to build on that. And we've seen the Roman Reigns story before. We didn't. We had that thrown down our throats before. Time stop. I was trying to count twenty on my fingers and talk at the same time, which is not. You were going over twenty. That's all. Oh, okay. I didn't think you expected me to get it perfect. I was on eighteen. I was doing pretty good. I was within ten percent of where I was supposed to be. But Jesus Christ! I just like yelling at Graham. This is the guy who stop. doesn't talk for five seconds at the start of his. Uh, okay, all right. I see how it goes. 
You could have actually counted out 20 for me, and that would have been helpful. And I could have just focused he on... He did times, you fair. He did times. Yeah, so... Well, I was building to end within two seconds at my point where I was. But hey, I think I got most of it in there. It's the time-sensitive one, the way so I can't really use it again. So I'm going to tell you what it was, Go Graham. on. Go ahead. I'll defend it. Okay. Your, your, your devil's advocate is quite simple. Pipe pet is the correct pronunciation. Well, obviously, when you think of science, who do you think of? Do you think of the English or do you think of the Americans? So obviously, you're going to go with the more dominant nation here. So you go with Americans. If Americans call it a pipette, then it's obviously called a pipette. In fact, if Jackson says it's a pipette, who knows most? The young generation, they decide how language gets dictated. If he talks Time. It's a pipette, it's a pipette. It's not true. Pipette. Three, two... Also, obviously, America is the more scientifically advanced. You know, we're the ones who don't use up. any SR units at all. It's amazing that Strunitz. I love the fact that your nine-year-old though was adamant it was a pipe pet. No. Um, his uh, teacher mentioned it in class apparently this year. So that's because, yeah, oh. we were at the Maryland Science Center and there was a little experiment thing and it was clearly labeled as a pipette. And he was talking about it and he said, Oh, I got to put this in the pipette. And I was like, A what? He said, Follow up question, like, What? I was like, Where are you getting that pronunciation from? And he said, cause I wasn't sure if he just was guessing and he never, I didn't think he'd ever seen the word before. And I was like, I can see where he'd come up with that. But he said, Follow up question. Follow up question, Graham. Is um the teacher in question any relation of yours or any of your family? Um, no, they're not. Okay, then they're a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his teacher was very good, actually, and came to one of his um, Little League baseball games this year. So I thought that was very nice. Did he have a child on the team, time, Graham? In her own free time, she came and actually Did she have a child on the team, Graham? No. To get her checked out. <laughs> yeah, this is sounding like some Velveteen Dream shit. <laughs> write it back oh yeah <laughs> oh dear right band cop time good bad okay guys it's fan cop time graham has had a skedaddle something about food or something i don't know uh so just me and ryan do fan cop but that's okay buddy isn't it we can get we can crack through this and then we can uh, get out of it can't we and it'll be better because graham's not here the thoughts of Ryan Nishin do not affect everybody on Good Cop, Bad Cop. I've done that twice in two weeks now. That's brilliant. Yeah, no, I say a lot of dumb shit. Your words, not mine. Okay, buddy, do you want to pick your first one? Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I, I, I do. Um, I'm actually probably gonna. I'm gonna thank stop. you to our fans, of course, for getting in touch as always on yeah, that yes, good, bad of course. Uh, and I'm going to shout everyone out as I can. I'm going to start near the bottom so you can start near the top and we can meet in the middle. So in my life. So, oh, I'm starting with uh, Danny, the great Scottish juggalo on Twitter. Indeed. Be sure to follow him. Best oh, cop yes. moment. Brilliant. The best cop moment is Meltzer mocked for his silly star ratings by Rollins, being, of course, Seth Rollins, uh, not Henry Rollins, uh, leads her whatever anyways um and spoken of in the same cadence as if he was a bad smell yeah it's Meltzer. i mean that's just true yeah worst cop moment 
I think this one's just kind of funny. It's kind of why I chose this one. Yeah. Uh, Mox giving a blood smeared kiss to the camera as I was eating my breakfast put me right off my Weetabix this morning, which I'm assuming is some sort of weird European cereal because I've never heard of it. It's um, wheat, wheat, wheat biscuits. Yeah, wheat biscuits. Um, I thought that was a brilliant spot because it was absolutely disgusting and yeah, I'm gross. Another reason why it should be on pay-per-view in my purse. Right? Um, The best cop moment, maybe the best cop moment of the year. Thank you, Danny, for that one because it's nice to see someone finally saying Meltzer, you're starring. It didn't mean fuck all. All all the Meltzer files get off his fucking cock. Midwest Wrestling Roundup podcast. Great cop moment. Finally, at Real Sierra, gets her well-deserved shot for the AAW Pro Women's Championship when she faces Masha Slamovich on the on the 31st of August. You're a Masha fan, aren't you, aren't you Ryan? Yeah. This is this is uh, Miss Miss Slamovich, of course, I'm assuming. Yes, yes of yes. course. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I actually... Uh, she is now current reigning and defending uh, Impact Knockouts uh, tag team champion. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's um, she's kind of leaps and bounds, and she you feel like she's gonna she's gonna wind up in one of the bigger two promotions at some point. But in Impact right now, she's making a big name for herself. She was already big, as far as I was concerned. But now she's going to the next level, and then she's got another level she can still reach. For sure. Who's it, buddy? All right, let's talk to our friends over at the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast at MRW. Well, fuck. MR Wrestling Pod. They are indeed. The boys are coming back on the show at some point in the future as well. And they're also looking to get us on there to do uh, a game. I'm looking forward to us having a guest because it'll be the first time that I have a guest as the host here. uh, And that's exciting to me. So, anyways. Anything. Let's get to it. Good cop moment is being able to attend blood and guts last night, which of course was many nights ago when you're listening to this, but still awesome. And a bad cop moment, something we brought up during the show, uh, Bailey getting injured and Liv re-injuring her shoulder this week. Sad face, sad face. Yeah, not good. Liv and Raquel both, well, Raquel may be storyline, but Liv getting injured and it looked like it will be Liv versus Rhea at SummerSlam. Now it's going to be Raquel and Liv maybe in a triple threat match against Rhea at SummerSlam, which I wouldn't be against. But it's it's not good when injuries happen, obviously. And we wish all the ladies well. Of course. Okay, I'm going to go with um, UTT Rob. Uh, good cop moment. Shark Boy on AEW. I didn't think I'd see Shark Boy ever again. That was a start from the past, from, from the old Impact days. Uh, WTF cop moment, Victoria getting shunned by the AEW locker room when she went backstage. And didn't bad hear about moment. that, but it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Bad cop moment, Lance Storm thinking people only watched Rocky for the boxing. I have never seen a Rocky film. So, but you know what? Rob brings up a great point. I actually just unfollowed Lance Storm on Twitter. Not because of that. Because he had the audacity to say that Ghostbusters was never a good movie. 
And I, 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 I cannot, I, I cannot abide by that. Ghostbusters is my favorite movie of all time. Ghostbusters and had one of my has one of my favorite actors of all time, Rick Moranis, in as well. Rick Moranis, I am so I'm holding, I'm holding out hope that maybe he'll return for one of these sequel films. Um, well, you know, he has Josh Gad wrote the voice of Olaf. He and Rick Moranis had put together a thing for the fourth Honey, I Trent the Kids film. And it was being made, then COVID happened, and Disney then put it on the back burner and haven't brought it back up again yet. They need well, they need fans to get behind it. I'm like, well, got two right I, here. I'm just saying, uh, in, in Ghostbusters Afterlife, we got pretty and, much the entire original cast except for Rick Moranis. You know what? Just a cameo. Just let me see his beautiful face again, and I'll be happy. Louis Tully, one of the all-time great characters in comedy, um, and Rick Moranis, one of the all-time greats in comedy. Um, phenomenal actor. But I think it's time to move on yeah, absolutely to right. uh, a disgusting, horrid, horrid named person, uh, Mr. King Pig's Bladders, at Pig's Bladders. Uh, and I say this all in jest. We love you. Good cop moment. Dirty Dom picking up his first title, uh, first singles title. Agree. We talked about it on the show. Fantastic. I think it's a smart move. It's the right move right now. Sucks that it had to come at the expense of Wesley, who was undefeated in 2023 up until that point. Um, but you know what? Whatever. Uh, bad cop moment, uh, which was, uh, I mean, Matt defended so passionately early on in the show, AEW fans trying to justify the dance dance revolution on blood and guts while slating WWE for doing the same sort of thing. For context, that was a devil's advocate. <laughs> no, no, that was your passionate, passionate heart. Uh, it, it's hypocrisy through and through. Sports entertainment, professional wrestling, they're one and the same. We all know this. Whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Try, exactly. Stop trying to pretend that it's not. Professional yeah. wrestling is both to be goofy as anything. And we don't do believe have a it. Nice... Look at William Regal, if you don't believe me, that side of things. One of the best wrestlers in the world ever. And yet, he's all about dressing up in drag. Don't believe me? Watch Gold Dust versus William Regal from Raw Roulette from back in the mid 2000s. It is amazing. Uh, William Regal is an unsung hero of professional wrestling comedy. His entire run as the general manager. The whole, you know, all the bits with, you know, as off color as they were, all the bits with like Eugene and everything, like the the, the, you skit, know, every, the skit backstage with with Vince McMahon when he did the whole uh, when they were doing the whole um, legitimate child angle and Crime Time, rest in peace, Shad, uh, rocked up and they did the money, money, yeah, yeah, with uh, Coach Teddy Long and then Regal with a cap on his head starts dancing along to it as well. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's the sort of thing we love about Regal. He will do anything for the show. Will, William Regal uh, understood the assignment. As the Absolutely, and that's why he is a national treasure from this country. You are welcome to look after him, but he's protecting at all costs. Uh, we do have a WTF cop moment uh, from Mr. Yeah. Bladders as well. Don Callis being attacked by a helpful photographer. Yes, that was in my speed check, of course, um, for it Bad was. Cop. Um, yeah, it's I mean, some people just don't get it kayfabe sometimes. Still, that is. Right. 
Okay, I'm going to go to high five Tom. Um, hey, Tom, how are you? Um, great cop moment. Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb. Seeing Jeff Cobb on my laptop on a regular basis. Play it three times and he appears. Nope, he's up behind me. It's fine. Uh, great match cop moment. Aaron Henry and Shingo having a match of a lifetime for the G1. Oh, I might check one out. Thank you for the recommendation there, Tom. What's next, Ryan? Mr. Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21 here on Twitter says, Good cop moment attending North's biggest ever show, 700 plus in attendance and having the best time with great people. Love to hear it. Absolutely always love to hear about a great time at live pro wrestling. Now, your bad cop moment, something we actually, him and I had discussed on Twitter. Uh, Dazen, am I pronouncing that right? Is it Dazen? Dazen? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Do you no, think? no, whatever. Their awful PS4 app in my potato internet, meaning I had to watch Slammiversary in three sittings and mostly on my phone. Shame, as it was a great show. My primary good cop moment of the week. Yeah, um, right. Uh, Ryan, I need to hope that Dan gets a better internet so you can see my co-host for his, new fo- for his new football show where we're doing over on the SJP World Media in about two weeks' time. So get, you, get your internet fixed, Dan, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking internet, man. Um, And last one is from Ring of Water Reverie, which is right here on Visual Global Media. Uh, great cop moment. Is Scum finally dead? Hmm. Now, is this the scum uh, programming language that was used for Maniac Mansion and Day of the Tentacle? Uh, I'll be honest. I am not sure. Um, I'm... Let's, I, I'm think, gonna... I, I think it's meant to be a punk rock band if I put it into Twitter, but I'm not entirely sure it's right. Ah, Impressive Wrestling. Um, Suffering Chaos, Ugliness Mayhem. Uh, a Ring of Honor promotion. A Ring of Honor group, I think. Ah, understood. That's um, Kevin Steen, Steve Carino, and Jimmy Jacobs. Also had Jimmy Rave, Matt Hardy, Rhett Titus, Rhino, Cliff, Tom- Cliff Compton. Yeah, quite a few people in it. And that makes branded. sense, because if you're not familiar, uh, their show is about talking about Ring of Honor. So... You know, of course. Yeah. Now, get, now I get it. They, they are about they're about ten years behind. Yeah, I'm following it now. Yes. So, so you know, and, and it makes sense because the scum that I'm talking about has two M's, which of course is a script creation utility for Maniac Mansion, <laughs> uh, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, point and click engine. But I digress. I've just realized where I went rogue. Oh yeah. What an idiot I am. What an idiot I am. Thank you, Editor Everybody, for being in touch with us this week. We'll be back next week. Um, on behalf of Graham and myself and Ryan, stay safe out there. We're out of here. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Podfather Mags. And also remember, spay new to your pets, and Jay White is a bag of dicks. Boom. Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com.
licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.